you are one of us. Your passion is the world of mountain biking, from enduro to gravel races and everything in between. This is Insider MTB, the podcast that takes you behind the handlebars, into the dirt, and behind the scenes of the mountain biking world. And now your host, Austin White. Welcome. All right. Episode four. We've made it this far. Kind of surprising. I'm Austin White. I'm joined today by Spencer Rathcamp and James Stoke. So, what the uh, fuck? Did I fuck it up? Stoke! Yeah. God damn it. And All the right. other thing is, how long uh, have we known each other? I know, but I have it spelled different in my phone. I have an E before the K on mine. I don't oh, know you're... why. Bloody idiot. That's why. I don't know. But anyway, I know. sorry. Continue. I, I am. Actually, I am. I will agree with that. Spencer will probably agree with my spelling and my English. It sucks. So, hey, man. Yeah. You know what? We're... All of that negative stuff aside, we made it to episode four, and that is not something I thought we would do. So, I'm <laughs> oh, stoked wow. to be <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Honestly, though, I don't know. Did you think we were getting four in? In like a uh... month? Two? Every every day. I don't I don't know. I, I really don't know, actually. I maybe maybe we should wait until we're higher numbers before we kind of feel like really good. But four is a good good hit. Hey, and then also, on. should we talk about stuff like are we gonna start putting these out like on a regular like okay on a Friday they drop or are you just gonna drop them just whenever? It's kinda tough. I think we've been trying to plan people so we could land it on a Tuesday and we'd be out, but hmm. Fuck it, everything goes to shit real quick when someone's, hey, I, you know, they got to do something or whatever it is, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think weekly is a pretty strong hit, but I would like to be going weekly and figuring something out. So it just comes okay, out I was just curious. We just got to get these guests all organized and down so we can get on a schedule. <laughs> and that's hard. So if you're listening and you're going to be on this thing, just communicate with us so we can get down. <laughs> it's all about communication, just like a good relationship, eh? <laughs> Hey, we're man. trying i'm learning i'm yes. learning <laughs> oh man don't even dive there with spencer right now you know oh boy oh wow all right so line up for day today uh today's podcast episode four we are gonna have Braden bringhurst on we're gonna do a little talking with him and just kind of his projects uh, all of his stuff the guy's pretty unreal on a bike i think you guys all would agree um after that we're gonna go into a little uh peter sagan talk um a little bit about local trails Wait, we're going we're going roadie well we're going roadie think, today he, he ain't roadie no more i guess i right? know he's an xc guy he's no, like your right. teammate what are you talking right. about he's, he's your he's teammate uh a little bit of red bull hardline we're gonna bring that up um we're gonna try to dig into a little bit of Derek teal which is dialed health on instagram and then we're going to swing around with a little bit with uh, Colton Peterson, your uh, BME champion, and uh, see some plans with him. So, and and there'll be some other shit that we'll talk about for sure. I'm sure, right? You know, I mean, James, he's been gone for a week in Austria. Yeah, I was just living my best life over in Austria, um, hanging out. Beautiful country, oh, just absolutely beautiful. Climate climate issues aside, oh, awesome, beautiful, beautiful people. We got beers. I got a lot of fun made out of me because I kept wanting to drink Rattlers because apparently that's what children drink and girls drink over there. And I was like, fuck, these things are good. I can drink them all day. Having a good old day. Oh, and then, yeah. And then earlier today I was drinking Mountain Dew, alcoholic Mountain Dews in the park on a bench with my mate. What time is it? Uh, Well, 
Yeah, it's about noon. <laughs> <laughs> when you were sending that text the, of the of the Mountain Dew, whatever Mountain the, Mountain Brew, they yeah. were they were sending us. I was like, dude, this guy is unbelievable. I I'm an were, artist. I thought I just, you were just stocking up for the pod. I didn't realize you're already pounding them. Oh, I on. just I only drank one or two on a park bench again. But uh, also, they were like, yeah, it's the Baja Blast, so they taste delicious. <laughs> but and even though they say no sugar and they're only a hundred calories. They're pretty bloody sweet. I mean, like you can only drink one or two, and then you're like, now I'm onto the Topo Chicos. So we're good there. <laughs> we need to get to. Oh, Austin, could you do some? I know that we're recording this and everything, but could you see if we could get some sponsorship from some alcoholic beverage company? Yeah, Mountain Dew. I'll reach right out to them. They are the first ones. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say, James. That's party sick. time. Sounds like a yeah. great morning to me. Right? Oh, I'm yeah. living life. I'm living the dream right now for sure. Well, All we, right. got, we got a little bit until Braden gets on. Let's, uh, I mean, I know, James E., this is probably not fully your area, but the, the XC with Peter Sagan and this heart surgery situation. Um, what do you guys, have you guys heard a little bit about this? Uh, so I think I kind of just maybe saw something. Like, oh, I'm back on Instagram. I got back on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Well, let's yeah. Talk I guess I had to go to Austria and get like a different IP address. Sorry. Is that what did it? No, I think that they may have changed the way that you like verify or I took a different path or something like that. But one way or another, I'm back on Instagram and let me tell you, it still sucks. <laughs> it's still full of shit. But I, all of that aside, I think I saw something. So what was it? Was he on a trainer or something or like in his heart rate monitor just went over 200? Or? No, he was doing preseason races over there. Okay. All those guys are all kind of getting getting ready for the season and uh i guess he was above 200 i mean i, I don't which is like me and you getting out of bed austin <laughs> as unhealthy as we are <laughs> oh my gosh i got some i had that i'm looking for a life insurance policy so in case someone wants to kill me like spencer when we ride <laughs> um and i ha had to get blood tests and somehow i have high cholesterol i have no idea how but um spencer i mean you are a chunky little fella I, I, know. Yeah. I know i don't know though what is high cholesterol i like four or five eggs a day and you're not supposed to do that for cholesterol so i i don't know man that's that's up to your your uh diet well, obviously peter sagan's advisor. on the fucking high cholesterol and he's fucking dying okay so maybe is that what it, is that what it's no says? i don't know but yeah, i'm a little bit it, it was cholesterol based he literally got this heart surgery though and he's supposed to be riding in a few days i, I want to know what kind of fucking heart surgery that is yeah i'm reading i'm reading the thing you're reading right it now. right now yeah yeah and it it's just says he's gonna be good he he put a electrophysiological something which uh is supposed to help his heart pump is that legal in his... the uci to race or what <laughs> um, it's connected no, to his SRAM drivetrain <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the app uh, is gonna tell you all the information how many times you shift how many times your heart just goes boop, boop, boop. <laughs> but that's pretty right wow that dude was a pretty gnarly roadie guy so you would think xc racing shouldn't do this or what the hell is going on I mean, it's case by case. I feel like everyone's everyone's different. I doubt it's from from racing or anything. It it could have some effects from other things that happened. I don't know. It sucks. It's a bummer. I know he's got pretty ambitious plans. He's trying to get ready for the uh, the Olympics. That's what that's like his big deal that he's focusing on now. I have been super lucky to to ride with him and get to know him and his team a little bit um, through one hundred percent when I worked there and. Yeah, he's just just enjoying his life on a bike again, and it's sad to see. Right, right when he gets done with roadie racing, he 
might have might have had a few more cookies than he typically does and his heart's like yo dude <laughs> slow down but i don't know i went on a ride with austin a couple last week and uh his heart, rate, his heart rate was at 200 the whole time so so it's basically the same thing. hey first off spencer has no warm-up plan just takes us straight in no, like, no. hey do you want to take the steep part or the not so steep part and i pretty for sure said that we're not going to take the not so steep part but it felt like the steepest part I no, don't. it was it was the mellower entrance to this to this <laughs> ride, but I think honestly my cholesterol was probably pretty high. I was I was late, like an hour late to this ride that I was supposed to show up with, <laughs> show up t- uh, to meet Austin, and I was trying to see the tire, wasn't happening. And I don't know if you're like me, but my fuse gets real short real quick when I can't get a freaking tire to seat on a rim and i was pissed i broke my hand a year ago and i'm pretty sure i rebroke it trying to get this tire to seat i was so pissed but anyways i was late and i think i just carried my 100 mile an hour drive that i ripped over to the trailhead to meet austin i just carried that right on the trail because typically <laughs> i like to start slow but i don't know i was pinned so. i think that's still a lie though because we rode e-bikes like a day later and we went straight into it he was just grinding yeah, I was like, hey, man, what level are you on? He's like, no, I'm on 50%. I'm like, dude, I'm at turbo. <laughs> just trying so, to keep up. Yeah, just trying to keep up. So We're training. We're training. He's That's training. Right. I'm just trying to get away from the high cholesterol. I was going to say, but Austin, you need to train so you can carry your camera around this season and all that kind of jazz, dude, right? I literally thought I was in somewhat of shape. And then when we went to fucking, uh, not, I want to say Snow Valley, uh, Sunrise, you fucked me up straight up you were just crushing it you were hold on first off for you were passing athletes when we were out there with bag. Who, who spencer you, no. you, oh me yeah you don't remember at, at sunrise in arizona Dude, my entire life is a blur um I do. I I, I enjoy a little bit of an uphill climb for you sure. Remember, you remember that dude? You you passed. You were passed multiple athletes first off, <laughs> and then one athlete like when he seen you pass him he was like oh fuck no and got back on the bike and was like running and trying to stay up with you and you yeah well they've got a big a much bigger day they've got a lot a lot further to go so they're obviously going to be like climbing a lot slower and whatnot and uh yeah and sometimes just these these tree trunks of legs that i have just you know they just want to mash they just want to get after it and uh i like to make athletes feel real shitty about themselves when a drunk overweight <laughs> photographer with a camera bag can pass you on a climb i don't know just i i text my mom i'm like god oh, just be proud of me i'm doing so good just but anyway so they know your training schedule is drinking mountain dew baja a, mountain baja dew blast yeah. something alcoholic drinks in the park at around 9 a.m till 10 30 ish 11 what, what yeah know? i think i showed up about 9 30 but we're not yeah. counting um <laughs> anyway yeah so this whole thing with peter Sagan. Um, yeah <laughs> keep this ball rolling yeah no the peter Sagan thing is a little wild though right i mean i feel like some of those well, athletes probably should be hitting over 200 at moments but i guess irregularly over 200 probably for a a long time i mean Oh, you're talking to the wrong person. I've never won a heart monitor a day in my life. Dude, I think it's so case by case, though, just like our, our ride. <clears throat> Back to that. Yeah. It, there's there's so many different variations of how of how your your heart performs and how it is under stress and how it is when you sleep and yada, yada, yada. So basically, regardless of it going over 200, 
it had to have been there for an extended period of time. So it's a bummer. Um, I'm sure that kind of put a, put a kink in his, in his program that he was trying to set up for this year. Um, but hopefully he can get back and get back to it. I mean, he's got a, a tall order, I think, to go win some XC World Cups, but I think he uh, was planning on doing Cape Epic, um, so on and so forth, and, and World some World Cups in prep for I mean, Cape Epic's Olympics. no joke of a race. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I mean, saying that he's going to be back on the bike in a few days, like usually you'd be like a few weeks, a few months, yeah. I don't know. So you might, it depends on what the surgery really was and how, yeah. how extensive it was, but I don't know. I mean, if, if the Rio Olympics, like however, eight years, however many years ago that was, that was now, seven. was it 16 or was it, was it 20? Well, didn't it get delayed because of COVID? So they landed it. I don't know if they're going to, how they're going to adjust that. I don't know. Whenever but, it was. Yeah. Um, whenever the, the Olympics, the last Olympics that he did was, which might've been. Oh, so he's done it before on the road yeah. side. He, I didn't know that. No, 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 no. On the XC side. He's oh, raced really? XC. Yeah, and he, he started like last row because he had no XC points. He just did it in the middle of like, well, at the end of a at the end of a season. And he was in like fourth, came through the pack. Everyone was in fourth and then flatted and then did it again and flatted. And oh, so he's pretty good. He he sends it. He I mean, oh, dude, he's a multi-time world champion. Like he's... Yeah, strong as an ox and can can crush these guys. And he started mountain biking. He, I mean, he posts videos and stuff, and he's a little squirrely, but yeah, he sends it. And... <laughs> the videos I seen was squirrely. I was like, oh yeah. shit. I mean, but better than me. But yeah, yeah exactly. But with yeah. that being said, I don't know if he can get back to it. It'll be sick. It'll be fun to watch. And and I, just for for reference, I did a race on that Olympic course in Rio a couple weeks before the Olympics. That had to have been 2016 because I was riding for Cannondale at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got a couple flats also. So that was, it was like a man, a bunch of kind of gnarly man-made rock gardens that didn't really make sense. And if you put your tires in the wrong spot, it's just asking for it. So I understand Peter. I mean, anyways, XC is different now. Like it's pretty, it's almost a little, little hint of a super D like, I feel like it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, for sure. It's for, yeah. I mean, they they put some technical stuff in, and for some of these guys that still do it high posting, I mean, a lot of guys have dropper, but yeah, nowadays, but sick fuckers with the high post proper. That's proper. It's <laughs> That's good. It's sick. Jamesy probably as <laughs> as they should, and not to not to go on a rant into something else, but I mean, yeah, we got the course is a little more technical here in the U.S. If we want to prepare World Cup racers, you know, but anyways. it is true. It is true. I mean, yeah, the Americans have kind of. You know, that kind of leads us into Blevins is our newest hope, but we haven't had anyone in a while, it feels like, you know, but yeah. Yeah, the one, I guess I would say the the hope before him was Howard Gratz and. Yeah, but how long ago was that? That was. When I was racing. Oh, okay. Um, When I was racing XC, so I don't know, four, four, four to eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole other subject, no whole other topic we can get into another time, but uh yeah, we do plan on trying to have some XC guys on here coming up because uh, their season, they are going to have some stuff here in America coming up and, and trying to plan some stuff with uh, those guys to come on. But uh, until then, you know, it's probably gravity fed right now for us because uh, we know a lot of those guys and then uh, a few other ones. I mean, do you guys want to hop over and talk a little bit about Red Bull Hardline? We almost kind of <laughs> predicted what happened a little bit there, but I don't know. 
Uh, yeah. not, we didn't really predict that, but we were like, hey, it's a fucking crazy event, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then just uh, like I think I, I read a little thing from Jackson and it was something like he saw the run that uh, Ronan put down. And he was like, oh, I need to I need to lay one down. And obviously these guys are racers. They're athletes. They're going to push no matter it's a race and they're in it they're in it to win it you know so obviously they're just going to push themselves as hard as possible and jackson pushed himself real hard yeah did you guys but, see uh, the video any of you guys or no mm -hmm. yeah that was yeah that was scary yeah james, I, I james, saw is, james is back on instagram he sees stuff again dude i'm all about it i know what's going on um <laughs> <Poor just guy. laughs> i want to know how many requests and all kinds of shit when you came back was it brutal I, in, it, I mean like i'm very very fortunate that i get tagged in quite a bit of stuff and people reach out and whatnot and it was straight up intimidating like i, I looked at it for a couple minutes and i got like super stressed out and yeah and i was talking to evie over at my mate over on my lady whatever in uh austria and yeah, I was just like, dude, I got to put my phone down. And like my mood went from being like super happy and everything before I got back in Instagram. 10 minutes after I was like, oh, fuck this thing. I'm out. This this sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a gnarly crash with Jackson for sure. But the whole track, everything about it and with the weather picking up that morning. So a number of the ladies didn't get to hit that last feature. So they couldn't drop. I mean, dude, that was crazy. Like yeah crazy yeah. track crazy track watching the because i know last time we were talking about it we hadn't seen much right we'd only seen like one drop or something maybe one or two drops like that right or at least yeah. that's what i felt in the video what's that i felt that there was only one drop that we've seen really oh yeah 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 say. before it that early. it and was then, early it was before the event happened it was before yeah. like their first runs were going down on it and yeah no and then yeah. i watched that practice footage you i don't know if you guys seen it and there was crashes in those trees similar mm-hmm so i mean i don't know go ahead spencer sorry no you're good i, I it's i kind of feel bad i feel like i kind of jinx the guy but uh, I, it's it's gnarly that that he participated and and i don't know if i'm santa cruz i would probably rethink the decision if he wants to race that again next year i mean i get it it's a big event it's a red bull thing um he's jackson goldstone probably one of the most talented bike riders in the world right now He's just going to keep getting better. He can do it. He can handle it. Um, but stuff happens. And now, potentially, his first couple races are in jeopardy from an injury that we don't really know how bad it is, especially if it's a torn MCL. I mean, you can some guys can yeah. ride, ride through that. Sometimes you need to get it fixed. It depends on your pain tolerance and what you're feeling and if you're dabbing your knee, stuff like that. I mean, we see it all the time, guys in motocross and stuff not ri or ride with – with uh torn mcl or whatever but regardless it sucks i look gnarly but on the bright side i think the event was pretty damn sick like first and foremost if i gotta be honest the one thing that impressed me the most was the chicks dude it was sick <laughs> they were ripping yeah. dude yeah. and like throwing yeah. sick whips and nuking themselves like that dude i wouldn't have that... done those stuff dude, i wouldn't have done no it was gnarly no no it was gnarly and that was sick i mean i mean um yeah, that was super cool. It was, uh, it was, it was a good event. Honestly, I I was impressed um, with how everything turned out. But I still kind of stand by my first statement where where Red Bull Hardline should be in Wales and only Wales. But it's still yeah. sick, still super sick. Yeah, I mean, does it? Do we just move this one? I mean, is it winter time at the end of the season there? And they no, I think. Then? 
It's going to be yeah. in June or July in this year for Wales. For Wales, no, but I mean, this actual one in Tasmania, could it not have been moved to be like, you know, a few weeks after that one or something? That's what I'm just wondering, you know? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that months, was... Yeah. Six months later, um, yeah, if it was in August or whatever, it would be, yeah, it would be peak peak winter for them. And I don't know how the weather is there in Tassie. Probably pretty sick, but... Yeah. But also, you got to kind of think about it from Red Bull. They're putting on an event so that they can get viewership, right? It's yeah. all about the marketing dollars. And this is the first big event of the year, more or less, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to get a bunch of people that are stoked, like... Because, you know, like watching racing and everything towards the end of the year, the athletes, the viewers, everybody's kind of like, all right, we're getting to the end of the year. So yeah, putting it at the beginning of the year, then you're going to get a lot more excitement. People have had not much to look at over the winter and everything. So like if you start talking about marketing dollars and that's exactly what Red Bull wants, that's the only reason they like they're a company. They're trying to make money. Right. So that's probably I don't know. I'm just saying that that could be a reason why they throw it at the beginning of the season. New teams. You know, yeah, it's all excitement to that. Right. Yeah. Lots of eyes on it. Hey, let me ask you this, Austin. Did you watch much of the live feed or did you watch? I watched afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Recaps. Yeah. What do you think of the filming of it? It was a little rough. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) It was a little bit rough, but it was, I don't know what did, how far away they are from like a proper town. What did they have to do to bring in the stuff? But it's still, I mean, they, dude, production and that type of stuff, you never know. Like, it's so hard to blame. I feel like when I now being in it more and doing broadcast, there's a lot of times like I, for example, this year I did the XC uh, USA cycling race no one knows what we went through to do that and they were just expecting to have a great broadcast but like we showed up and there was just insanely crazy things that kept us from having i feel like that great broadcast i feel like maybe this could have probably been a similar situation but they still had a great broadcast but oh yeah to the standard of like maybe red bull i would feel like they're at a pretty high standard and maybe they were who knows maybe maybe the they're an hour drive each way for just housing. I don't know, you know, things like that all come into as challenges and you're working like, you know, 12 hour maximum. And maybe it's a total different law over there. Uh, Maybe wireless signals, maybe they're right next to an airport and there's hard to, there's all these things. I I don't know, but those things come into play. That's why when you see events that are great and done over multiple years, it's usually in a place like NFL or even, you know, with the world cups it's in a it's in a facility that they've been to multiple times so i would even say like the snowshoe production from the first year they went there to the last year that they left there was better um just because you learn hey oh we could put a camera here or we could have approved for this or whatever it is so um yeah it's it's something we take for granted too right like everyone just watches this and is like what the heck dude it's in 720 like fuck these guys. Why can't they do this? They got, they're so, they got so much money and it's not as easy as it seems. Right. I mean, Austin, you've done so much of this stuff and, and been in the trenches on it. And I mean, I might be a little bit guilty. I might be like, dude, what the heck that broadcast sucked, but I, I have no idea what happened. I thought it was okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a budget either, either, you know, those are the things too, right? Like first year event. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. they seen coming into it too. They were like, fuck, like this might not be that good. I've had it too. Like where they're, we've started out and something will be, oh man, you have whatever you want for budget. We have a million dollars. Let's go do it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, we only have 50 grand. And you're like, well, well, well hold on. Nope. You understand that I called helicopter companies, uh, 
you know, I had things planned and they're like, all right, cool. Well, you got to get it done for 50 grand. And you're like, yeah, shit, on, that's housing bill. <laughs> yeah. On the, on the broadcast side of things though, I will say, and I think almost the entire mountain bike industry will agree. It was pretty refreshing to have Rob back oh. and Elliot Jackson. Like, they were great, man. Elliot's so personable and his laugh is so infectious. And he knows <laughs> he's a rider. He knows what's going on. Not that, not that Cedric Grassi and stuff isn't, but, and Rob's just kind of the, do I you, guess, voice of our era in mountain biking in, in some ways. Do you think maybe it's because like the English, there is maybe their first language. So that's why it's better. I feel like that helps with it. I think, I don't know. yeah, I've. I mean, but but there's a lot with like I know that Rob went to he like did classes and stuff about broadcasting and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like that, and that's another thing maybe that a lot of people take for granted, along with like how we view stuff. That the people that are on mics and stuff, they like they have to go get trained. Like it's media training. I don't know if like, any of your sponsors has ever had you do it, Spencer. You're a pretty personable guy anyway, but you know there's a lot of athletes out there that will get sent off to some kind of media training in some capacity or another just so that they can uphold a good conversation and represent their sponsors well and i mean it's the same with broadcasters and commentators they've still got to get trained you know so but i think that uh rob does a phenomenal job obviously he has for years the excitement obviously you always go back to that run with danny hart you know like yeah. i mean to me that that was back on freecast i think that was iconic iconic right yeah. and like you're saying elliot and then even getting tony in there as well uh that was sick to hear her and her yeah. her point of view and stuff like that and i think that that's the key is having athletes in there that know what's going on and then you get somebody that's ex as excitable as rob you know so yeah, yeah it was dope and everyone explains things differently right mm -hmm. and yeah, those two are Fucking good. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, you guys. Uh, Braden is here. We're going to let Braden in. Uh, give me one second. Braden. Yo. Here we go. What's up, Braden? What's up, dudes? Uh, What's happening? Oh, man. Not much. Yeah. Just enjoying Idaho. <laughs> good to All see right, you, man. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm glad to see it you. It has, Spence. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hopping on. Oh, thanks for um, inviting me. I'm stoked to chat with all of you guys. Absolutely. I feel like I know each one of you from a different event or, or experience. So this is kind of fun having us all together in one, uh, one chat. Yeah, this is rad. All right, you guys, I want to introduce our first guest of the evening. It's uh, Braden <laughs> Bringhurst, and I don't want to mess it up. I had to ask him earlier just to make sure I had it right. Um, I've always oh, wait, sorry. Him. Like you asked me how to pronounce my last yeah, name, and but you I've still butch messed I've that up. Yours up for sure. Yeah, perfect. I'm not great. My English sucks, you guys. Um, uh, <laughs> we're, we're no longer going with uh, Biker Braden. Uh, he's, he's a badass on a bike. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry. I kind of butchered all that up right there. Thanks, um, Austin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're good, dude. You're great. All right. Uh, Needs no introduction. No introduction. I mean, come on. If you haven't seen this dude on Instagram, uh, YouTube, or anywhere you see mm. bike content, I don't know. You're living under a rock. I, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> it, I feel like. Um, look, I, I want to ask, first off, uh -huh. I just want to dig into the 8,600 feet ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where did that idea come from exactly? Like, Yeah. You... Right into it. 
Yeah, right into it. Let's go. <laughs> I know. Seriously. That sounds good. No, I uh, put a lot of heart and soul into that project. And, you know, it really honestly just came from like years of kind of playing with the thought, like what what's something good that I could put out into the world, you know? And like I have a talent riding a bike and um, having lost uh, my cousin to suicide and lost some close community members to suicide in the mountain bike space, I was like, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a medical worker. This was like during the COVID times when, you know, we were all stuck inside. I was like, I'm not a medical worker. I'm not a school teacher. I'm not a therapist. Like, what can I do with my skills? And uh, yeah, I just started playing with this idea of like, what can I do? And then that idea kind of came and it just, it took probably six months for me to tell anybody it. And it was like my wife. And then I started just mentioning it and hearing people's response and then when i started hearing people say like dude you could do it i was like oh you actually think i could because it's uh because it was nuts like it was a crazy crazy idea and uh and then yeah it just once i kind of made the decision it's like i'm gonna give this my best shot and hopefully it it works out if it does if i if i'm not able to actually make the climb you know hopefully i can still tell a good story about working through struggle and whatever was to come of it was cool um but yeah it just ended up being a really cool experience that to be truthful i'm just like grateful to be part of it so honestly yeah. your fitness okay cuz there was a big thing about that and adding your fitness in how, yeah how do you how, how did you know like to land at that level Hey, this is what I need to get this many feet of climbing, but it's not like really that many feet. It's more in a sense because you're doing it multiple times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and that was that's why I, like I brought in the people that I trusted and and honestly love. Like I I, re I reached out to my homie, my riding buddy Greg, and was like, dude, you know my riding, you kind of know. I was like, here's this idea, here's the stats. You know, it's 27 miles from one point to the to the next i want to climb everything it's approximately eight thousand feet um what does the fitness look like for that and then he went busy just like digging deep looking into different workouts and different fitness levels and then i just had to trust him and built the confidence kind of as i got closer to the climb so um with going down there and riding the first half riding the second half um working on all of the technical moves for it. And then weeks before dialing in the diet, like riding six hours and eating and knowing how my body would take in the food and how I could keep going and work through that aspect was, it was just, it was just mental, man. Like, I can't believe it worked out, honestly. <laughs> well, so for any of the listeners that haven't seen this, number one, you need to go see it. But 8,600, yeah. like Braden just said, 27 miles and then 8,600 feet of climbing. However, obviously, a couple of the features you yeah. had to do some lapping on. Did you track how many, what your elevation was after the whole day? Yeah. So that's, that's actually, 80, it was 8,600. Oh, that so, was the 8,600. So on paper, I think it was like 7,800 feet from the Colorado River to Burrow Pass. Okay. And then there was about, what is that? Uh, 1,200 or something. Yeah of extra feet in attempts and extra efforts. Wow. And, then, <laughs> and then it was like 32 miles. So it was like five miles of extra. Yeah, it was crazy. And, it, and it's not like just 8,600 feet of climbing, like not just going up a fire road. Like these are extremely physical movements. And stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was sick, insane. Dude. 
Thank yeah, you so but, much. But yeah, good, thank you. I mean, kudos to you. I think I'm definitely not alone in saying this, but I mean, things like that and, and your latest project and stuff. I mean, thank it's, you. It's a, it's a work of art. And I think everyone, your, your, your name has become a household name for a reason. And it's, and it's, I don't know about that, brother. Come on, dude. It everyone is, knows who is. you are. Come no. on. I know, I know you're humble and I know, I know you from, that from being humble and other things but like dude honestly i mean everyone knows thank Biker you so Brave, much which why can i can i change the subject here yeah can, can you tell us a little bit of the thought process on why you had the old ig name switch i know yeah i know it's probably pretty minimal but as yeah. like a marketing guy yeah just, you know i was i was stoked on my freaking aol username biker brave <laughs> <laughs> i just like i was just like this is super you know pretty dorky and i really don't care like i'm not trying to be cool yeah um and so i was like biker bray that's kind of funny it's goofy and then uh you know and and it started out just like posting more or less just like clips and like i don't i wasn't doing the super gnarliest stuff i was just like here's some clips you know guess get stoked go ride yeah and that was kind of my motivation and then you know as we started developing more about this story and how it was more about me as a person and like everything else I do as a human being it wasn't anymore just like quick little clips on social and uh having that biker braid there was there was a gap between people under who, knowing who biker braid was and knowing who braid ringhurst was and so I was just yeah I was consulted to consider it wasn't like you have to and then yeah, yeah. I was like you know I am going to be doing just a lot more me like and uh and Braden Bringhurst is my name so yeah absolutely. <laughs> so I made the switch and yeah I mean it's like uh people still call me biker braid all the time and I'm stoked on it whether, yeah. the, whether they're making fun of me or not I don't really care <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone anyone does if anything I think to be totally honest I think the, uh -huh. the biker braid was probably a good thing even if you thought it was dorky or whatever because it that's was, cool it's super memorable right so from Thanks, a marketing dude. from a marketing perspective it's always easier to be like oh shoot what's this how do you spell this guy's last name versus like yeah. oh, just biker braid like that's biker braid dude. easier it's easier to remember <laughs> it's easier to say it's easier to be yeah to spell well you're like you're welcome to still uh call me biker braid no, no. worries <laughs> Come on. i'm gonna use it because i suck Sit. at english so Sit. we're good <laughs> All right, Bray. So can we like to, just a real quick like your yeah. your history in riding bikes because <clears throat> yeah. I know it just from our personal conversations a little bit, but mm -hmm. it, you jump you came up like you're saying, like with the AOL name and everything. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're going from these clips, having fun on your bike to doing these mad big productions because that's another thing, like these productions that you've got. The level of quality, obviously. Well, actually, that's something that we're going to get into. But give oh, us a okay. quick, yeah, give us a quick rundown on like how you got to where okay. you are right now. Okay, yeah. So, like, first off, I was, I felt like I was. Uh, it's my soul sport, man. I've I've ridden a bike since I was a little kid. It was, it's one of the things that I've always been able to turn to that absolutely just just consumes me and like I love I love it so much and I've always loved it and I, I used to race BMX as a kid I started when I was eight or nine um, raced all the way up till I was like 18 and that's where I became dear friends and brothers with like Mitch Ropolato who any listeners uh, he's a super pro he's one of the best riders to ever 
mountain bike. And so he, uh, he's a dear friend. And, and, uh, so when I was 18, you know, I had, uh, kind of, I, I, I thought I had accomplished any, everything I wanted to athletically. And I always struggled with school and with, uh, academics. And I wanted to like go out and learn different things. So I hung up the bike. I went on a mission, uh, service mission for my church. And then I started getting busy trying to figure out what I was going to do with college. And the whole time I was still riding my BMX around the neighborhood, hitting curbs. And, you know, when I needed just like a break, I just, I had a dirt jumper, like a, it was called a giant brass. Uh, I got a really good deal on a giant brass back in like 20, 2010, maybe. And, uh, I would ride that around and yeah, I just, it was, it's always been my, my thing, but I got this scholarship. So I, I kind of had a crazy thing happen where I got this scholarship to, uh, go to college for track and field. And, uh, not that I loved track and field, but it was a really good opportunity to go get a good education and have a good experience competing at a high level and develop myself. And so I was like, all right, let's do this. So when I got to school, a couple things happened. I, I started working with a sports psychologist and developing my mind. I started a major that I absolutely loved, which was a film major. So filmmaking documentary focused. And then, um, I was developing myself as an athlete detailed level on, on me as a, as an athlete. And so that, that worked out and I went there for five years and it was a beautiful experience. And then when I graduated, um, I got the modern trail bike. I got the trail bike, you know, and I was just like, and it was actually, so it was a breezer. If you've ever heard of a breezer, it was like a super more affordable mountain bike, um, at like a, not like a premier bike shop, but it was like a, maybe at like a store that does all kinds of sports. They'd have like, maybe like, maybe I don't want to like, dis, but like, maybe REI? like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was, REI, yeah, yeah. It was like that entry level REI bike. Yep. Um, and I was just so hyped. I text the bitch and I was like, dude, I got a bike. And I knew when I, when I sent it, he was probably like, what is that thing? But, uh, it was, it was nice to me and I was stoked on it. It was like 1700 bucks. It was my graduation present from college. And I was just like, this is amazing. And I, I recently, you know, got my film degree and I asked Mitch, I said, Hey dude, can I make a video of you? And he's like, sure, let's do it. So we, we were shooting this video of him ripping Salt Lake city, like hitting wall rides, jumping downstairs. He's on this Bronson. And, uh, my bike was with me one day and it got stolen. And I was like, so devastated. And Mitch is like, dude, I'll give you this Bronson as soon as I can. Like, we'll figure it out. He's like, but you should check with your um, renter's insurance. And so Nicole was like, like, I just got to say, I, I thought I was done now. I thought I was never mountain biking again. There's when, no way. When, when was on. this? When, yeah, like, when was what? that? This was, 20, this was 2015. Okay. 20, 2015 or 2016 okay. in between there. Yep. And uh, yeah, this bike got stolen. I thought, okay, I'm done mountain biking. That was short-lived. There's no way I'm affording one of those things. And, uh, it renders insurance within like 12 hours. I got, uh, the thumbs up 
on a check of 3700 bucks and i was like upgrade oh, upgrade <laughs> oh my gosh dude and i was uh yeah i was in the bike shop i bought a specialized enduro super super inspired by maddie miles and matt hunter and our dog in that in a film called motive yep that um you know the uh the uh specialized uh what is it um was it mind spark or i'm not sure yeah anyways yeah. amazing film um and yeah it just inspired me to just go ride and just ride the trail and then you know fast forward a couple years i was like riding with mitch and he's like dude you're doing stuff man nobody else can do in the whole sport <laughs> and i'm like no there's no way and uh gra and and when i graduated and everything and we moved up to boise i had like zero friends that rode all my high school friends now had moved on to other careers or didn't do any riding so i was like i don't know what to do and if you guys remember stephen graham he was a photographer videographer that passed away um he moved up here from salt lake to deity and was doing work um and uh and we hit it off and he was like dude you should start you should start an instagram <laughs> and and use that as like a networking like connecting tool and you know just you should just consider it and anyway so i did and yeah man one thing led to another uh, mitch was linking me up was trying to get me linked up with specialized and then people started recognize me recognizing me and reaching out because i had it linked to my email and I got in touch with Canyon and I said, Hey, like, first off, I don't really want to just get bikes and post them on Instagram. That's not like inspiring and motivating to me. I would, I said, what I would love to do. I said, here's a video I made of Mitch and here's these people that inspired me, Matt Hunter, Maddie miles, like riding the enduro. I was like, I would love to do that for Canyon. I would love to be that person for Canyon. And they're like, well, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's give you a budget. And, that was when I made my first film back in 2018. Just me and my wife tromping through Moab, making a an edit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's just crazy how it's just continued to grow. And like, I've, um, yeah, I've just felt really fortunate. And, and it's, a, it's a true, like, it's a true love. And I love filmmaking. I love creating. I love riding. And it just, I love the trail bike. And it just fits, you know, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't brought into mountain biking through downhill. I wasn't brought into mountain biking through cross country. I was brought into mountain biking from that trail bike. And it's like, I dream about that bike. That's the bike I want to ride every day and uh, push it and push my riding on that bike. And now we are here today just talking about bikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the thing that you go back to is that you're out there having fun. And yeah. it's just, it's your passion along with filmmaking and stuff. And then yeah. that kind of like brings us onto that whole thing of like this core group that you have for like at least these last two films and uh -huh. maybe more, but you know, like our mutual friend, Tori Powers, who's oh, yeah. Love in, Tori. oh dude, one of the greatest humans ever, one of the funniest little dudes, ever. not little dudes, but one of the funniest dudes. <laughs> and then Anthony Smith is your photographer. Yeah. And then obviously your wife, Nicole. Yeah. as your director and your editor exactly yeah super 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 uh yeah just fortunate to work with all of them 
Well, and I think, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Austin. I was kind of wondering, that whole time when you were coming through, did you also Mm -hmm. have a regular job somewhere? So I, yeah, good question. You know, like uh, we, as soon as I graduated, Nicole and I started uh, doing wedding films. So we were bringing in enough revenue to survive from our wedding films. And quite frankly, I loved it. Like I love storytelling. I love giving something to somebody that they're going to cherish so much. And the whole process of the wedding filmmaking, working with the couples was like really enjoyable. And so I wasn't in a rush to like, let it go. Um, I was also really fortunate enough to get into the Boise state, um, master's program for business. And so I was able to, cause that was one of my biggest things, right? Like I said, I really struggled in school and like one of my personal goals was like, just prove to yourself you can do it. And getting an MBA was one of those like big goals. And so, uh, I just was fortunate enough to get in and I ended up, you know, getting a graduate assistantship where I was like working in career services and working with students, helping students get connected to the community and get, get jobs. And that ended up paying for my school and paying for like our rent at the time. And so, yeah, I mean, I could, I could pretty much, um, do that and then still do my writing and keep it super true and authentic and not like have to do something that I, that I felt like I was jeopardizing my love for writing for media or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. I, 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 and then in the last few years, it's just gone pretty much full throttle and I've just leaned into the bike industry and, um, now it's a hundred I mean, we do a couple other things, but not really. Like I'm pretty full gas in the bike world and just trying to be a positive, impactful person within the sport. So when I met you back in Moab, were you still doing uh, wedding videos then? Yeah. Or, oh yeah. Really? I was full yeah, I was full time student doing we were doing probably twelve to sixteen weddings a year. Okay. And wow. uh yeah, yeah. So pretty right. pretty busy and you know, we we were making it work and just, yeah, for sure. You're talking so, about when we did the, that really fun thing with, with, with Kathy, uh, with Kathy. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. For sure. That was no way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea at that time that you were out filming as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That... I didn't even know the film background thing. Yeah. And I, I like, I, like I usually, I don't really, like, I don't need to put that out there all the time. You know, it's just like, I just want people to enjoy riding bikes. So it's, yeah, that's, that, that, that's I, my goal. I, I understand that. And, and I respect that, but also, I mean, telling your story is, is, is part of, uh, part of inspiring people to ride bikes. And essentially you were shooting wedding photography and wedding videography and making mm-hmm. videos and, and giving a feeling to, yeah. to your customers or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're essentially doing the same thing now. Like it's, yeah, sure, that's I mean, true. You, you could shoot, photos and and videos for mcdonald's or whatever that you watch and you see the big mac and it makes you hungry or whatever you know it's like you're you're inspiring (laughs) you're inspiring some sense of of reaction and feeling and and now you're doing that with bikes and i think i think yeah it's it's pretty cool to see and and thank you man there's there's a reason why you're full throttle in the biking industry and and uh thank you and the industries come behind you because yeah, like Mitch said, you're doing things 
that other people can't, but also at a bigger picture, you're, you're giving somebody a feeling. And that kind of brings us, I think, That's into, nice. into always yeah. your latest project that dropped oh, yeah. a week ago, I guess. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen a video shared by friends and peers in Instagram stories so much in the last that's couple cr- years. That's crazy. And I think what, what you did was you brought a feeling. It wasn't like this most overproduced video, um, but you did a lot of crazy things and, and you rode your bike and that was pretty cool to see. And it's fun to watch and it's enjoyable you, to watch. Man. And I think everyone else, if, there's a reason why I hadn't seen a video shared so much um, because people, people want to get around you and, and, yeah, that's I'm just nice. blowing smoke up. No, dude, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just nice. hyping you up, but it's, but no. it's true. And I, I was telling some, I was, Austin and I were talking about this on a ride this weekend. Same, same exact deal. Like, hmm. it's, uh, it's true. So, always, what inspired this one? Man, thank you so much for that. It's, it's, uh, it's honestly, dude, like such a, it's such just a privilege to like be riding these bikes and be doing something that I feel so much love for. Um, because if I wasn't filming a video or involved, I would still be out there riding my bike and I'd be riding my mountain bike in these amazing landscapes that we have. And just like the fact that I have the tools and the ability and the network and the the partners. And I just feel really fortunate. And, uh, you know, like, this project was so inspired by my whole growing up with, with, I have a background in skiing, you know, uh, not, I shouldn't say, you know, I, I used to do uh, slope style competitive snow skiing and there's a huge emphasis on right and left spins and symmetry in your skiing. And, uh, you know, I, I see mountain bikers that have done that, you know, Seminook, uh, Reader, Rogatkin with the cash roll both ways, Seminook first with the cork sev both ways, now Emil and the super tech both ways. Yeah. Um, it's just definitely inspired by, by that skiing and these, these current riders that are focusing on that. And, and then, uh, and then there's another skier out there named Candy Thovex who is, one of the all-time inspirations for me since I was a little kid, um, competing in half pipe and X games to now making insane edits, just stoking people to go ski their resort with bumps and not perfect powder and hit cat tracks and launch over or whatever. And, and so this edit was like, you know, uh, inspired by that. And then, um, uh, our second was like, we have this amazing, so I should say the riding was inspired by that, um, to really push my limits on full symmetric riding right and left. Like it was pretty hard and a lot of work to like make my riding equal in, in all of that. And then, um, you know, second and third second was this amazing, um, landscape that we get a ride. And I wanted to showcase like mostly natural terrain. I mean, that, that Cuddy trail in Bellingham is just a hiking trail. It was not overly built. It was just this beautiful hiking trail. And I wanted to show a creative riding just this trail. Cause you know, trails have been around for 
since life has existed really. And so I wanted to show riding this bike on this naturally cut trail. And then I wanted to show the symmetry on the jumps. So I moved to like, uh, the transition blue steel line. And then I also wanted to show just like Jim in a road, you know, I wanted to hit side hits and like cutty on the road and show fun, just super anybody can basically find a dirt road and have fun on and then all the way into the jumps with the four whips um into the right and left three and all of that and then uh and then yeah i got out of that down into moab started hitting the incredible landscape of mob and sedona on the rocks and the iconic bartlett's wash which is all that sandstone natural quarter pipe natural like millions of years old landscape no one built that from you know with mountain biking yeah. in, in mind so i wanted to show that and then the uh the thing that uh is super inspiring to me too is is the equipment you know and like the bike and the tool it's it's the tool it's the thing that takes this idea and the earth and that's that's the in between that's what that's what it is and so focusing on what this tool could do this bike could do of of riding all of these different ways um is to me so inspiring and it's taken decades for it to get there yeah it's a canyon spectral and it's an amazing bike but canyon took influence from others to get that bike and then they've re revised it and fine-tuned it but you go back a couple decades you have the cross-country bikes to the downhill bikes to the development and the people that have sacrificed so much to push those limits that have time and a year after year year after year have developed this trail bike that can do everything and uh yeah and then and then you bring in you know the incredible talented artists of of Anthony Smith and Tori Powers and Chaz, who did all the artwork on the bike, the pizza and the Shred Always logos. And like, I just love seeing people and the things around me just do what they do, you know? And that was kind of like, I'm a small, I really do. I'm a small part of, of the project. And you have the land, which is the most beautiful. You have the bike, you have these other artists showing their vision of it. And that's why, you know, it's like, it says, it basically just says at the very end, like inspired by many, thank you all. And then just a little Braden Bringhurst, cause I didn't need like a bunch of Braden Bringhurst, you know? And it was nice that like Pink Bike and others shared like Braden's video, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, it's just a massive uh, teamwork and I'm super stoked that people are enjoying it. I've heard so many good things and it's like, whoa thank you guys so much it sounds uh, like you really like the producing side of these yeah. type of pieces oh right? it's magical man i love it and i've shot with you austin like it's so it's so fun it's a, um it is fun doing the producing side of it and then having it all come together when it works out right and i think yeah. it worked out well on that video so good Thanks. job thank yeah. you well along those lines let's talk about um obviously you had a business with your wife shooting wedding videos how how is it now working with your wife in the director and editing role especially these last two projects but more so talking about 8600 her stepping in as the or not stepping in but being the editor yeah you know like there's just there's there's people that are just better than you at their craft and like i'm i'm not 
a very good editor. Like I'm not super great. And I just, I'm aware of that. I'm not a great photographer. I'm not a great video guy. Like I think my talent is writing and that's just kind of what I do and working with brands and working with people and, you know, making it win-wins is maybe what I feel like I have learned, especially in business school. I can talk with brands and say, okay, like, how can we make this a, a good win-win? And, and I think just showing that I want to make it valuable to them um, allows us to get support that maybe we wouldn't otherwise if I was just trying to do my own thing, which I'm super fortunate that my own thing is trail riding. And that's like a really popular supported segment of mountain biking. So I kind of just feel super lucky with, with the whole, how, how it kind of has come together. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, something I was kind of just trying to hint around was um, because obviously I came up with Tori to your film premiere for 8600. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was talking with Nicole about it. And because Braden, obviously for the listeners, if they haven't already figured it out and they don't already know, Braden's one of the most humble guys in the entire world. <laughs> one of the most caring guys, one of the kindest guys, very humble to the point where, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Nicole basically had, had to tell you get the f out the editing room because yeah you were trying to take away the limelight on being on what you were doing yeah. you know yeah yeah for sure yeah so having your wife <laughs> uh, having your business partner your wife whatever capacity you want to call that but having her being able to step in and say no we need to put more of the spotlight on you i think that that kind of partnership obviously bodes really well with the productions, but also obviously what your sponsors, what your fans, everybody wants to see of you, which is you riding your bike and seeing the, seeing the shit that you go through, just seeing the mental anguish, seeing those kind yeah, of things. And right. I think that having somebody so close to you in your life yeah. who knows you better than probably anybody else in this For world, sure. yeah. be able to like, no, this is what I want the world to see of Braden instead yeah. of you editing it yourself. Right. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You're spot on. Yeah. So I just wanted to blow some more smoke up you guys. I mean, I love that part of the 8600. For real. It's like that was really rad seeing how hard it was for you to do some of those sections. And the, yeah, like you to us, you feel uh, it makes you human. Right. Like, cause yeah, Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm totally a human. I don't know. I mean, the way you got you yeah. and Spencer ride, like, and you especially, like, it's, it's, I don't think you're human fully. You know, there's got to be, you got a little bit of someone dropped a little bit of different blood on you. I don't know. You know, like, you, you played in, you know, the, a different ditch than I did when we were kids. I don't know. No, you know? you're being funny. <laughs> um, I want to kind of change a little bit on, yeah. We seen you race a little slalom last year. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Are we? Are we trading for crankwork slalom here? Like, what's going on here? I see you doing a little, little down there yeah. straight acres. What's up? Yeah, dude, I'm super excited about this. Like, so my, my what 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 do I want to call it? My career has been built on anything but racing. You yeah. know, <laughs> and uh, it's super unconventional to to be able to do that. And I think I, I have to give credit to the filmmaking skills and just uh, the the trail riding segment because that's that's uh, that's how I can showcase a trail bike and and products that people are using out in the trails and um, and yeah and, and I and I've loved it but I've been really cautious about 
going into the space of just competition because since I was a little kid, I competed. I competed in karate, basketball, uh, BMX racing, snow skiing, pole vaulting, wrestling. Then I went uh, to college and I was, you're competing there too with class, like classwork. Then, you know, I did the, uh, I did the pole vaulting in college and it was a great experience, but I was, by the time I graduated with my MBA, which was in 2020, which was when I started getting this idea of the big climb, I was so fried on competing and to try and compete in this discipline of mountain biking that I just love to just go do. I did not want to corrupt my love for riding with competition because in the past, like, you know, I'll just say it. And like, I, I am a junior U S like national champion in slope style snow skiing. Uh, I'm a multi-time BMX national champion, like junior. Um, you know, I went on to become an all American. I was multi-time academic all American in college for track and field. And like, even though I had a lot of wins, I I almost wasn't even happy with those wins because the anxiety and the stress that I put on myself to get there. And then when I wouldn't win, I would still feel bad. So it was like, it was like, I was, I was like bumming out if I won because I was so anxious and stressed and it wasn't fun. And I was bumming out if I lost and riding to me was anything but that it was, it was all fun and love. And like, uh, it took me a long time to learn that. And then with the whole climb project, you know, I've, like you can kind of see, I've just been doing my own little self competitions that like nobody else is even doing. Yeah. And uh, that's just kind of how I've like kind of worked through it. Cause I'm super, there's no doubt about it. I'm unbelievably critical of, of myself and I ride really hard and push myself and I don't need anybody else around me to do that. Like to push me, I push myself super hard, just me. And, uh, and so I started dabbling with this thought of racing slalom and, um, I had like entered races and I would like do practice and then I'd bail. James would see me all the time doing it. Yeah. See all this. Really? I didn't know that. Oh dude, there was this gap triple (laughs) and he just kept lapping it and lapping and lapping it. It was dope. Everybody's like, Oh my God, that's such a line. He's like, Oh, I'm not actually competing. I just signed up so I could hit practice. Yeah. I was so mad. (laughs) (laughs) So like, yeah. So I would sign up and I would go to these tracks because I wanted to ride Kyle Strait's tracks. Like they're so dynamic. They're so technical. So, I would sign up and I'd go ride these tracks and just like have a good time, just like finding gaps and creative lines. And, and then, you know, it kind of, that kind of lost its excitement. And I was thinking, you know, what, what a cool opportunity I have to like learn how to compete in a healthy mindset, you know, learn how to compete, enjoy it so much. And just, um, just take this opportunity to, to go out there and embrace the the riders around me versus look at him as like i'm gonna beat you you know it's like it's like no i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna ride my best i'm gonna train my butt off at home i'm gonna do everything that i know how to do and then when i come to the race like it's it's party time like let's have a blast and let's do put out our best performance and 
So it's just a completely different mindset. And I'm really excited. Last year I did, and this is dorky and I'm, I'm an open book, but like I went to the Crankworks and I went to straight acres to just collect data. Right. So like I have power meters on my bike, I'm measuring my heart rate. I'm measuring the time between practice and how many practice laps I did versus race laps. Um, what kind of wattage I'm able to put out in the beginning of the rounds to when I got out and the, and then last year it was literally just, just go out and collect data and, and get a feel for it. And so I put two races down where I actually tried, but had zero expectations and, um, got some great data ended up making like at Crankworks. I think I made top 16 or top 16. And then at straight acres, I was like in the top eight and I was way more blown away than that than I thought. Cause I felt so unprepared. And so like, just knew I was such a rookie, like really trying to push it. And so now this year and for a couple of years, um, I'm getting a dynamic slalom bike. I'm putting together like a training program. I'm actually getting an <laughs> e-bike. I'm getting a super dorky, right? But I, I'm so excited. No, no one is doing so, data collection in the bumper slalom world right now. I know it's I, super nerdy. <laughs> no, it's but, not nerdy, but like I'm, I'm worried nerdy. for everyone else. I'm going to be on it. <laughs> no, dude, no doubt. Like they're already like got their programs. They're insanely fast, incredible athletes and riders. And like, to me, I'm just going to go do my best. And you know, I'm 35. I don't, I don't even think or really know if I could ever win one of those races, my goal and hope would be to maybe podium it at a big race in the slalom and be able to enjoy that experience in a healthy mindset. You know, like I, I I'm going to lose everyone, but to me, I want to win, you know, yeah. you're like, so Ricky so Carmichael right now <laughs> with the data and going after stuff. I'm nervous. So dude, I'm even getting a, I'm even getting my, like an e-bike. It's going to be set up slalom so that I can do my sprint day. I can do my slalom skill day on the e-bike to conserve like the leg energy. And then doing the... Right <laughs> this so is nerdy. gnarly. So no, nerdy, this dude. isn't... I mean, but... The... Oh, wow. I yeah. Okay, so which one do I need to show up at to watch? Um... Oh, dude. I'll, I'll be at Sea uh, Otter, uh, Crankworks, um, the Straight Acres all the straight acres races, if they do multiple U S championships and, uh, Oh, you're going all of everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. This is okay. I'm so, excited. Wow. Yeah. So, so then what are, what are we doing? What are you doing differently to correct that mindset? So you don't go into these races and, and you're like super yeah. anxious. Like I have to win. So like, yeah. So like one of the things that like really hit me hard when I was working to do that climb project, the big, the big climb was like, you can only control so much you can control. There's this thing working with Craig Manning, my, my, my mental coach is you have task oriented and ego oriented objectives. And the goal is to be as much task oriented as possible. So put your, put your, you know, your hat on the hook when you when you execute your tasks that you have direct control over anything else, give it no weight, give it no pressure. Winning an event, you can't control if Mitch rides unbelievable. You can't control if, you know, um, Shreddy Reynolds just rides unbelievable and beats you. Like it, to me, uh, how did I ride? Did I execute? My goal would be, Hey, 
I hope you ride well and you execute your best race. Because if I beat you and you like screwed up, I, I don't, I'm not really stoked on that. I'd like yeah. to compete against you fair and square, and we just have a good race. Um, so I'm just basically setting my objectives on stuff that I control, and if I can execute what I set out to do, I win. Like I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win against me and and my plan. And I uh, I'm excited to share that. And um, yeah, just just give it my best. You know, like what a fun experience to to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, I think I think I, a lot of people out there can relate to that and relate to this this the racing side because I feel like so much of it is driven around results and and for sure here all of these kids or whatever trying to get sponsors and they're like i want to race like look at me yeah whatever so on so forth and and at the end of the day it sounds like you're just riding your bike and and yeah. that's that's all that's important to you and that's i can relate to that in 100 because i yeah i just ride my bike and i enjoy it sure i post on social media and i do brand stuff i guess you could say but not like i don't know yeah it's cool i'm, I'm just saying like like, yeah, I think that that's a lot of people can take from that. And, and I think transitioning from a mindset that has you so, so results based driven, maybe that's your, your ego, that's, your ego. Yeah, task. exactly. Um, and then transitioning into putting your best foot forward, doing everything yeah. in your power to perform as well as you can. Yeah. And if you don't win, be okay with that because I, right. yeah, I, it's tough. It's, it's much easier said than done and i oh I for sure it uh yeah very admirable of you and i, I was just curious yeah to see how yeah how thanks for asking about that yeah um, no thanks for asking and thanks for that especially i'm excited oh especially, go ahead sorry just uh, just especially hearing your background racing yeah. bmx and and hearing how how uh, upset you were with your anxiety or upset you were with with losing so on like never really receiving that the yeah. uh, the emotional gratitude that you deserved to give yourself yeah um and now you're going in with a completely different mindset and totally yeah, it's, it's very very interesting I'm just, my mind thanks man spinning. <laughs> just thank thanks spencer it. cheers brother. so in a perfect oh not a perfect world who would be your favorite person to go up head-to-head -head finals at straight acres <laughs> in 2025 your favorite oh, person to race. My favorite person to race. Just put him on the man. spot right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, any I time, mean, any era doesn't I, have to be. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh really? Ooh, uh, <laughs> now we've opened it up even <laughs> now more. We've now we stumped him. No. No, I've I've been oh. really. I I had a really cool conversation with EC Eric Carter at the um, at the. Uh, straight acres straight race at the big bear last year and he's just a book of knowledge i love how yeah. how he's so intellectual with with his writing so methodical he knows everything and i really resonated with a lot of stuff he was saying i wish so badly i mean i can look it up on youtube and see some of his races but i wish i could see it you know <laughs> yeah. um i love so, i love his i love his style i don't i don't know if it would be to race ec <laughs> James, but yeah. I, 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 to answer that question, man, I don't know. 
Don't worry, we will hold you to it, you I, know, if you have Yeah, said. I we tell you my favorite <laughs> quarterfinal or my favorite last four would be and who whichever combination of people racing. Cody Kelly, Kyle Strait, yourself, and Mitch. Between those four, watching these four ride, it's just just That's I never I, I forget to take photos when you guys are out there, you know? So you let talk me about just, No, let me just tell you like my mindset, man. Like I want I want to just go out there and ride the best that I can, and whoever's I'm paired up against is that's that's perfect, you know. Like that's the way, that's the I, I went falls, right? yeah. I went to uh, I went to Kyle's house a few weeks ago, and I was being coached by him and Mitch, like on how to corner, on how to exit, on how to work through speed on those really tough courses. Like to even think like racing against them is like a reality I, I i honestly i can't comprehend it those guys are so so accomplished so in, they are so good and i look to them as like man just teach me you know so if i yeah. if i like um i would hope i guess i'm just honestly i'm excited to rub shoulders and ride with all these guys and just be stoked to be out there and I don't I, I don't have an answer to say like the dream matchup because it would it would be the fastest person on the day and me to be mm -hmm. right there within you know, being at that that highest level speed would be my goal, but we'll see if I even get there. Yeah. So so not to not to kind of put you out on on uh on a limb here or whatever a yeah. little bit, but so for everyone listening, I got to know Braden through working at Fast House. I worked at Fast House for a little bit and, and yeah. We built a team, or we had this the team, and Braden had just a small part in it. We just sent him some stuff. And same deal with the Canyon deal. He's like, I'm not looking for anything. I don't want to run big logos, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, great. That sounds fine. Just we just we I just want you wearing Fast House stuff, so on and so forth. And then we, we go in. We go to a little a shoot up in, uh, up in Oregon, and I ask Braden if he can come, and he's like, our dog's there. I'm there. And, <laughs> and Braden, so I apologize if I'm embarrassing you here a little bit. No, you're good. Braden you're was good. just super stoked to be, with, to be riding with our dog. And he said that's one of his heroes or whatever. And I am telling you this to relate back to the, to the question and, and things you were just saying. Um, our dog and all of these guys and Kyle and and Mitch, even though Mitch is one of your good friends and you've known him forever, and Cody, everyone are just as excited to ride with you as you are with them. And I think I, I'm not even kidding, dude. Like, really, like it's so it's nice. not rubbing shoulders. I'm not even just saying that. Like, re realistically, it's 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 true. And and I think you gotta understand that at some point. Like, you uh, you're doing some you're doing some big things. And I super appreciate and it, man. You're you're riding at us at the highest level and uh doing a good job at it so yeah basically oh, i'm just nice, i'm man. just telling you i know you're humble and i know all that stuff dude i still pinch but, myself i pinch myself when i'm yeah. following our dog down the trail it's like this is like a live movie man look at him <laughs> going over here i get a ride with mitch and i'm same thing i'm just like oh my gosh but then at the same time you know i realize everybody's just human and like yeah. I go I go ride with my homie dad friends here in Boise and I have such great times too. And so exactly. I'm just I'm just so stoked to be riding these bikes and making good relationships. And I kind of look at it like, man, 
we are making lifelong friendships. Like yeah. this is this is exciting. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I think I said this before, maybe not on this this time, but we're doing the same things. People yeah. ask me or whatever every now and then, like, "Oh, I can't ride with you. Like, I'm not at your level, kind of deal." Yeah, yeah. Messaging messaging a guy from high school this morning, and he's like, "When I get on your level, we can go for a ride." I'm like, "Dude, what? Stop." Totally. You, we're we're going up up the climb and down the descent, and we're riding yeah. the same trail at the same yep. time. Sure, maybe I can go a little faster or whatever, but you taking more time to go down the trail means you got that much more opportunity to have fun on it. And totally. at the end of the day, we get to the bottom, we high five. We just had a very similar experience and that's really yeah. what mountain. That's it. Is, really. That's yeah. it, man. Um, and that's totally. what we're doing when you're, when you're following our dog or whatever yeah. they're teaching you, you guys are just riding bikes, right. man. And exactly. that's what I, one of the things I love so much about, about, uh, about riding bikes, because if you go on a, soccer pitch or whatever and you're mm-hmm. playing with a team and you're playing with one of the greats but uh you're not as good as one of the greats or whatever it's it's there's a very uh. big difference in experience i was playing basketball last week with a friend of mine who coach who coaches like some nba players and trains with them and stuff and oh wow I, and and i'm playing basketball i'm on his team and I'm not having the same experience. <laughs> I can't dribble. I can barely shoot, but yeah. they're, they're smoking everybody. And it was super cool. But, but on a bike, we have the, we have a very similar experience, you know? And that's, that's what's, yeah, so I cool. like that. It's, I like that thought for sure. Yeah. I totally so, agree. Do you I guys feel like insight? I feel like you've been in other sports, Braden, and you could probably mm-hmm. test to this as well. All of us cycling is like this i don't i don't i feel like uh, everything else i've been in you're not how you guys are saying like you guys are high-fiving and teaching each other in a corner on a section like no one in supercross yeah. is doing that uh really really i don't know no tomac is not out there coaching fucking <laughs> cooper webb on how to do this corner i'm gonna be honest with you there's no way no yeah, way no so. I, I would what's your question as no i, I mean I, it's not really yeah. a question it's really just more like i feel like cycling is kind of I mean, for me, I feel it's one of the only sports is kind of where it's open enough to where yeah. you can have relationships with the competitors that you're 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 against, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Even Loic Bruni, for instance, shares lines and talks other guys through lines that he's doing at World Cup races, and like that's to me is so cool. It's so cool. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Go ahead, you can try this. I, I, this is what I'm doing here. Good luck doing yeah. it as fast as me. <laughs> for sure. Much control. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is cool. That's, That's, cool. Cool. That's why we're here. With along those lines with the community thing, and you talk yeah. about um, rubbing shoulders with these fantastic riders, which obviously you're up there. You, there's a, a huge community of people that would just love the opportunity to ride with you. I see a lot on your Instagram about what you do in your local trail building can you kind of talk a little bit about what you've doing in the on the local level over there sure man like yeah i i really love um i'm such a people person you know like i love people i love getting involved and you know i uh i kind of approach this opportunity with biking to use it to um bring people together and whether you want to go do a group trail ride or you want to do a dirt jump session at Eagle bike park, or we can, uh, meet up and talk about the mental skills of, of working through challenges on the bike. 
I just try to do all of that. And, um, you know, like this last year, I, 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 first off, I, I realized I can't make as big of an impact as I would like in my local scene. So just involving and trying to stoke the fire of other riders in the community that are doing amazing things in their own micro community is like really, really, uh, important to me because I've seen like, they get even more stoked to do more in their scene, whether you're a gravel rider, whether you're, um, a trail builder or whether you're a community group ride leader every week, there, there, there's so many cool things going on in, in my hometown. And if I can find Stoke to, you know, throw some support or do something for them. But then personally, it's like, I'm, I, I want to do stuff too. And so, yeah, like we'll say, you know, sunset session at Eagle bike park, we're going to hit the jumps on the new trail that, that was built this year. Um, there's a cool thing I do with our local trailer called Swimba Academy, where we found a, you know, there's no question mountain bikes are insanely expensive and it's definitely a gatekeeper just straight off the bat, like for most people. And so we worked with a private donor to secure like 15 grand and create an application process for that, that, that teenager to young adult that maybe doesn't have resources to get a bike to, um, get a bike. We'll, we'll buy them a bike and we'll give them a handful of lessons and mentoring. And this last year we did, we did, I think we had 12 kids bikes, like, you know, either they can pick a dirt jumper or like a hardtail, like thousand dollar ish bike, um, that shops are giving us a pro deal or a discount on to get them that. So they're getting a pretty cool bike and you know, it's not, it's nothing massive, but it's, we're trying you know, knows, here in Boise. Man. That is massive though. Hold yeah. on. No, yeah. no, that That's, is, that, that is massive. Yeah, seriously. No, I don't. Well, and, it, and what was that called again? So yeah. we called it, we call it Swimba Academy. Okay. And uh, Swimba is Southwestern Idaho Mountain Bike Association. So yeah, we, we do that. It comes with a, a handful of lessons. It comes with a helmet, some, you know, some riding gear and a bike. And we just want to, you know, these kids have to show, like an essay on like their passion and love for riding. They have to show a video of them riding, showing that they kind of show promise, you know, it's not like they're just going to get a bike and sell it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah seriously. We, we got to see like what they're on and what, what their motives are. And then, uh, yeah, when they get approved, we go get them a bike shops have agreed to give us that good deal. And that's yeah, so, special, so, man. So this is kind of a rhetorical question though. And, uh -huh. and you'll, you'll see where I'm going here, but mm -hmm. how much did your first breezer cost? Yeah, it was like seventeen hundred bucks. All right, so you could be giving a bike to the next biker you. braid, for instance. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's really what it comes down to when you're saying, that's... "Oh, it's not it's not much." Like you didn't start with a ten thousand dollar S Works or Canyon Ultimate or whatever. You started at right. the ground. I my first bike was a nine hundred dollar Cannondale Hardtail. Like that's awesome. Same. Same deal. And, yeah. and I think the where where I was going with that and the message that I kinda wanna say here is like it doesn't take much. It it's it's the rider more than more than it is uh the the bike. Sure, bikes do great things and, and yeah the nice stuff oh, that's is definitely cool. nice. But yeah, big ups. Big ups to you. At Thanks, man. Thank and you, you so never, much. As a kid, you never know, for the kids listening or whatever, you never know what that could turn into. A, a $1,000 yeah. bike that you couldn't afford 
could turn yeah. into a full career making videos for Canyon bicycles, you know? It's, uh, it's true, man. It's totally make... true. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I... yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. be that, but but just a just a just an outlet, you know, just yeah. whatever it is that's 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 perfect. You're giving them an opportunity, which is just make for sure you get it on the home insurance plan and don't go to Salt Lake <laughs> Rent this uh, policy. Yeah. or go to Salt Lake. Yeah. It might trigger the start. I, I mean, I wonder yeah. if that was the trigger for the start yeah. or was it getting the first bike? Which one was it? You know, totally, totally. Yeah, like it changed your mindset. That's um, so funny. You know, I noticed I've yeah. never seen anyone else post about like working on getting in and out of their clips and crashing kind of like how you kind of practice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's up with that? What's the motivation for that? You know, it's kind of like that nerdy stuff that I'll share in the slalom world. Like what I'm doing is like, I just, I guess with track and field and all my sports, like I, they're all pretty freaking dangerous. Yeah. You know? So like the more you can take to prevent like injury or like, potentially ending your your ride with a crash or your season with a crash it's like if i can learn a couple things um to to prevent that let's let's spend the time learning so yeah like a couple years ago anyone listening austin is talking about i shared a post of me like in a park and me like endoing and then clipping out of the bike and bailing over the bars and uh that was just like a really simple way of showing like, okay, this guy rides clips all the time. He's in clipping pedals all the time, threes, flips, climbs, descents, everything. And the, the, the reason I do that is the same reason that I ride the trail bike. Like I want to be able to do everything on the tool that I pick. Like, I don't want to have to change my pedals to ride a certain way. Like, um, I've ridden time pedals for most of my bike, even BMX racing. Like I know how the pedal floats with my foot and I, I've just used that for so long. It's like, if it's not broke, why change, you know? So this day and age, yeah, I still ride time pedals. I still ride clip in pedals cause I like it and it's more efficient maybe for climbing. It's a smaller pedal that doesn't get hit when I'm climbing, whatever. The scariest thing is if you're going to crash and you can't get out of your pedals. So I just spent the time and energy to like learn how to eject out of my pedals. So into airbags or into uh, um, foam doing flips and threes, I learned like how to get out and you practice it, you mental note it, you write it down. Like, what did you do? And eventually that becomes the subconscious. So if you're in that situation, boom, you're off the bike and you know, it's not an, it's not an issue. So I, I guess more than anything, I just, I just shared that because it's like, maybe that could help somebody else that wants to ride clip ins and they're like, well, they freak me out. Cause if I get stuck, I fall and get hurt or I want to, yeah. That's yeah. Just, that's no, seriously. It. Like you're, and then you're cornering thing. Like I literally went and bought yeah. cones. I mean, I used that's them sick. once, but uh, you know, I used, <laughs> <That's them once. laughs> used them once. But no, I mean, I, I, I want. When do I take that class? When do I sign up for that? Is that coming up? So I can... no. It's just <laughs> like honestly, just go set up cones, work on your cornering, find ways to enjoy it because it's just gonna make your ride more fun. It's gonna yeah. make your ride when you're hitting that trail and you hit that perfect corner and your tire drifts a little bit. Cause you were pushing the speed and you like, it just happened. 
And you I know thought I you... bought the same cones as you, but for some reason I didn't look the same going through them as you do. Um, it was really weird. I don't. There, <laughs> I, when do I? <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> you got it, dude. Just practice, <laughs> film yourself, watch Brent Atkinson, and you'll uh, be good. Dude, oh, yeah. yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but no, for real, it's like the, the amount of training and it's a different type of way of going at it, I would say, than most you would see, right? I feel like a downhill racer would never, I mean, maybe not would never, but I don't see them warming up the same way you kind of do almost with those type of workouts. And it's interesting mm -hmm. to see that. And I'm, I'm glad that you post that. Yeah. Like, thank you, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's just part of my process. And like, I, I hate social media, but I also think it's a really powerful tool. Yeah. And it's like all this, I'm just not some freak rider, dude. Like I'm not just literally able to do always just easy. You know, I was out there literally every morning working through my process on my right three, my left three, my look through flip, my all, uh, left whip, right whip with the same foot forward and the right whip, left foot with the left foot forward. Like I had to, some days I only worked on a, a right whip with my left foot forward and I'd take notes wow. and I'd know exactly what I did. I knew exactly how to like go up the lip, where to put my hips, how to move the bars, how to rotate my feet. And I would have these cues. I would take notes on it. I'd let it soak in. I'd come back the next day, work on the right whip with the right foot forward. And like the, the right three cues were completely different than my left three cues, but it was the exact same trick. And like I had to learn and take notes. And then when it came time to shooting it and executing it, even though I was terrified, I just hit my marks and hit my cues and I did it, you know? And like, it's was just beautiful in that video, by the way. Thanks that, man. Yeah. Like I'm so stoked that we're so good. Yeah. I, Thank I didn't, you. I didn't, I didn't realize I'm, I'm pretty critical and pretty analytical and I didn't realize there was like a double entendre with always also. I didn't, I thought, yeah. I thought, yeah, it go watch it. Just, I mean, I, I mean, I watched it a few that times. That makes me happy that you yeah. didn't notice my sucky switch riding. So exactly. that's good. Well, I, I, yeah. And, and even in the name, I didn't realize that you were, that always also meant in all directions that you're spinning. Like I, didn't I just either. figured yeah. you're, you're talking. Yeah. Like and that's fine. Bike in all yeah. ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ride exactly. And that's road, fine. Ride it on the fire road, ride it on the trail, yeah. like yeah. ride it on the rock. Like, I yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the Easter egg. Like it's kind of the yeah. Easter egg of it, you know, yeah. like, yeah, if you watch it, the whole first segment on that lone trail is all left Switch. foot forward. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. And then, and then as soon as I drop into blue steel, right whip, right foot forward, left whip right foot forward then i switch and i go uh left whip left foot forward right whip left foot forward and then i go into a left three with my left foot forward and then i nose box switch and then i go right three right foot forward and then the rest of it is just regular stance right foot forward have you super have you ever, tech have you ever watched finn isles throw like big whips in in like best whip and stuff have i seen him do that have you have you like analyzed him at all uh no does, he, what does he, he, do? he cranks mid whip if he, oh if i have noticed that actually a little bit throws so like does a, nico like out back end to the right he starts left foot forward cranks cranks his right foot forward to throw it out that much further it's pretty cool ah that is cool and then he comes yeah. down into the landing left foot forward yeah exactly oh that's super sick yeah. There's all kinds of cool stuff you yeah, can explore. I'm just, I'm just working on heels down still. Oh, stop. <laughs> you're, a, you're, all, you're a killer rider. You're a killer rider, Austin. No, no. Yeah. Uh, you guys are all better than me, for sure. Um, but no, I'm, it's uh, 
I'm waiting for the book to come out so I can get the inside tips, like which way to ride with the left foot forward or the right foot the forward. Book. But yeah, but you just go up to like it, it's Eagle Park, right? Is your Eagle local park. park. Eagle yep. Bike Park. You just go up there. Like I was fortunate enough to ride with Braden up there. And he's got all the time in the world to be like, no, follow me through this corner. Do this through this corner. And it's just like big and that and that's incredible. So from like a fanboy point that's of cool view. Yeah, well, it's incredible that you're willing to take the time and the stuff that you do in your community and everything like that. Like oh, you think nice. it's just a small thing, but it's yeah. so huge for any kid or any adult to it see is. all you riding, see these films, see everything you do, and then be able to go out there and you've got all the time in the world for everybody. So as That's a fanboy, nice. that it well, no, thank you. Thank you for everything <laughs> cheers, you're doing brother. with them for sure. Oh, yeah. cheers. That's nice to say. Do you have plans to have like a, a a school camp thing or something like I don't know along that line, you know, that I can uh, sign up for? You know, I've thought about it and like like I said from the beginning like with my filming and writing like I love I love to uh to help people, but I've just I've got to be really careful to not kill my love for riding and yeah. like I I learned a lesson uh, back in 2015, I actually coached at the Olympic Park in Utah. Um, right after college, I was coaching at the the Olympic Park for free skiing, and um, I got to a point where I didn't even want to put my ski boots on on the weekend I wasn't working because it it just represented work to me. Yeah. And like, um, I I do a lot of coaching right now, um, but it's all almost just in a sense of giving like yeah. the moment I start coaching, building a full, a full school and, and everything. I, I'm really, I'm really worried. My love for riding would fade. And, uh, so I've been really hesitant to do it, but I, I definitely love, like I'm doing a clinic at, um, at, uh, Sedona. And then oh. I'm coaching these, I'm coaching these, um, I'm coaching these Swimba Academy kids. And then I'm coaching, uh, coaching actually one of the U S Olympic athletes, which I'm insanely stoked about cross country wow. rider. And it's, I'm not going to say who, but it's like, uh, I'm super honored that, that they would ask me to, to help them. And yeah, I, I just have to be really careful with how much time I give coaching because it's, it's a, it is a passion, but I don't want it to kill my love for riding. I don't want it to like, like engulf my love for riding, but That's like you and I, any of you guys, anybody watching, dude, if you send me a video and you ask for pointers, I'm hundred percent always willing to like give feedback and, and help, um, in the ways that I think I can. He's like, just, just burn it down, Austin. Start over. It's not working. <laughs> no, dude. Stop like, how did it. You make it through that section. <laughs> no, seriously. Spencer was coaching me the other day and he's like, dude, how did you even make it around that rock that way? That There's not even a thing there. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just holding on. Just close my eyes. And just <laughs> go for on. it. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Literally, we're going down this this trail. That's funny. And, and I say, I'm like, hey, go 20 seconds after me. I'll get a clip of you coming through this or whatever. And I'm like looking back at the footage and, and it's like a right hand corner and it's, it's very rain rutted. So the, the trail kind of funnels down and there's a bunch of rocks on the inside and it, you're turning right. 
and Austin went all the way up on the right wall around this big boulder, like so unnaturally. And I'm like, dude, how did you even get there? (laughs) Typically, it naturally would, you'd think you'd push up onto the left side of the berm. And he was like on the bottom of the corner on, on the inside. And I was like, dude, this is, that, that was probably more (laughs) difficult to get there than it was to just flow around the corner. That's awesome. I need a throttle, man. I'm telling you, it's not the same without a throttle. I just, I don't trust it. No, that is so funny. No, man. Uh, I I think, I think I speak for the rest of us that dude, it's an honor just to be able to talk to you about some of this stuff and get some deep dives into like what it, what it takes to be a badass like you, to be honestly, it's, uh, it's cool. Thank you guys. Thank you for your time. Thanks for even thinking like that. That's super, super nice. Oh, it's cool. I think it's cool. And I think a lot of people like just listening and getting to know you a little more because, yeah, making making a connection between who you are and the the person you are on the bike is can sometimes be daunting to a, somebody who's just on Instagram staring at you and giving you yeah, a like and sure. a comment, whereas now they can hear you and see who you are as a person or whatever. I mean, I don't know. You probably have done yeah. a few of these or whatever, but yeah, thanks for thanks for hopping no, on with us. Always open. In, yeah, for sure. And we'll let you go. But in parting, is there? You got Sedona Mountain Bike Festival coming up. I think I'll mm-hmm. probably see yeah, you where there. Can someone see? Yeah, I'll see you. What's there. Cool. what's cool. what's next? What's going on? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing the slow in pursuit. You know, so I'll be at all the big events and doing that. And then kind of got kind of got some stuff that I'm working on that's pretty like under under the wraps. Okay, okay. We won't. Mm-hmm. But uh, I seen that post. I seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw it. I'm ready so, for it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel really good about it. Um, it's, it's gonna be something. Hopefully that that we can pull off, and I think it will be um, pretty impactful for the sport. Is my goal. So, you'll you'll hear about it soon. I, I plan to have a full press release and um, oh really kind of de- depiction of it by end of may okay so all right yeah so yeah it's pretty pretty like honestly can I, I mean i'll be in idaho at the end of the summer so oh like, sick whatever's okay. whatever's going down you know let me know yeah I think okay james what are you doing here are you doing some film film work or broadcast uh, work or what we're doing the, the bme race up at oh, tamarack yeah. yeah oh okay cool yeah. Yeah, I think I texted you when I was in town or whatever. That's or right. Yeah, and I was yeah. we were trying to meet up, but yeah, no, like uh, I'll be there for like a week. So oh, yeah. sweet. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. sick. Yeah, so sick. got that, and then got the Boise Mountain Bike Festival, which will be right around the BME um, in Boise, and that's just a big community birthday party, you know, mountain bikes, and uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, not nothing more than that really i don't i don't know much further than that <laughs> that's a lot that's, that's a lot already yeah, yeah i get it cool man well thank you for being on and uh giving us yeah. some time thank you all you guys yeah. all are so rad and james your photo work your story and everything's <laughs> awesome austin all your freaking semi-truck motorhome your broadcast <laughs> like dude that you're so you're inspiring to me man in all those ways like all of your work and Spencer, you as well. You're super like, you know, always kind of doing a bunch of different things. You you made that one project that was super uh, personal and heartfelt, and that was inspiring. And yeah, I'm just thankful you guys wanted to do a, a podcast with me. 
Cheers, thank buddy. you. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, you're you're the man. Cool. Keep in touch. Right. We'll, we'll yeah. see you yeah. soon. I'll see you. Okay. Yeah. Stay cool. stratted. We'll see you all around. Right see on. You, bye. All right. See you, you brothers. See you, brothers. Bye. bye. Sick. Braden Bringhurst. Yeah. Dude. Like I, I knew quite a bit about his past and stuff, but as far as like the free skiing, I had the, no idea the BMX and yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And he's so bloody humble about it. So, but it's, yeah, he's what an incredible human. It's crazy. I feel like the way that he goes about getting on a bike or riding a bike or how, however you want to say it, like it's unreal. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I need to, I need to work on my shit better. <laughs> no, but it's, it's like, I mean, he's, he's doing it right. I feel like a... I, I keep bringing this one up, but Kobe Bryant or uh, yeah. or uh, Messi or someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, like those guys are doing everything in their power to be the best that they can, and that's basically just what what Braden's doing. He's going and getting data, knowing exactly. Dude, when how he told us power. the slalom da yeah. data and oh then he got that, I was gosh. like, "What the Wild. fuck? What's going yeah. on? Where did that come from? Oh my yeah. god!" And there's a reason why he's doing so well and succeeding and enjoying his yeah. time on bikes. Like mm -hmm. he's just doing it right, man. Like, really. yeah. And it's cool. And it's inspiring. And Braden, if you're listening to this, thank you for all that and sharing. And I think for a lot of other people too, man, I, it, I really think that it's cool to, to hear and listen and, and it's cool to be able to ask questions because like I said, I, and this is why I wanted to do this podcast in general, the, the insider MTB podcast, like, getting to know people, having conversations with people and, and bringing them into a light that they haven't necessarily been shown at, um, shown in before is kind of what this is all about. Super yeah. sick. So good job, boys. Oh, and also before I forget it, when you do these cuts and we're doing the social media one, it needs to be where he starts going through, like from always, he's like, okay, left foot forward on this. <laughs> I, went, I was like just staring at him and my brain is just like, oh, it's frying. Like the yeah. smoke coming out of my ears. Kind I of wasn't thing. even fully getting that until towards the end when, when Spencer put it together. And I was like, oh, I put, always. I put it mm -hmm. together way, when we were talking about it earlier, but I we kept talking and we kept going into this. So I was trying to find ways to link back into that. Yeah. But even like the left foot forward, the right foot forward, I wasn't even full in my mind. I'm like, I just ride my bike and I don't even think about five, my left foot or my right foot forward. But now when it, I was like, what the fuck? Like you're, you were practicing about, I couldn't even thinking about it. Now I'm like, I don't even, I didn't even know how I would put that foot. It's wild. Wild. Yeah. Just he's a different breed for sure. He's a, yeah. uh, he's a different breed. Uh, Spencer, you did get that link. Yes, yeah. I have sent it over. Perfect. He's got it. Perfect. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. whatever. So we're going to chat with Colton, Coley yeah. Babes for yeah. a couple minutes. Yeah, totally. Whenever he pings up. But I think before that, I mean, like, uh, it's interesting to see how much when he broke down that. And I, me and Spencer, sorry to rewind on this a little bit. Me and Spencer were riding the other day and we were talking about there. I feel like there's two types of athletes. There's there's these ones that just have insane talent on a bike and they do good or there's these ones that have this mental level ability to be better if that makes sense and they push themselves i don't know where you'd put Braden because his he's almost like his mental ability has got himself to be an insanely talented writer yeah but i mean yes 100 percent. yeah it's it's both though for him like he's, yeah. he's insanely talented to begin with to go from a new brat a brand new beginner rider i mean i'm sure he was great early right away and what did he say 2016 or 2015 yeah. well yeah and he has now, his background like, of bmx yeah, as well yeah, yeah but he's, on he's, a mountain bike yeah, yeah. he's he's yeah. yeah he found he found what he what he needs to do he found his calling and 
and he's got the mental fortitude in some ways at least um and hopefully this new chapter of racing can can help him get into the mental space in a little different way but but just kind of yeah. yeah, it was interesting when it. he was when he talked about that mental thing and helping him so he doesn't get so bummed out if he doesn't do good or he does do mm-hmm. good that way. Yep. It's interesting. I've been thinking about that as a racer back when I was racing. I was like, dude, I never thought of breaking it down that way. And people say like, I just rode my own race and yep. they did good. Yep. Fuck, man. Like, why wasn't I thinking the way he thought about it and broke it down that way? That That's a great way to look at things. Yeah, right? but I think that's yeah. so hard to do that in the, oh, in the picture regardless, yeah. because if you're a real competitor like he was in, in his BMX days, all you're thinking about is winning. And if you're not yeah. winning, you're doing something wrong. And, and sure, it's always hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy to easy to look back and be like, why didn't I think that way? But when everyone around you is saying you better win, you got to do this, you got to win, it's it's. I feel like it's hard to actually do that, but I'm calling his mental coach. I'm making a yes. comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, me too. He maybe he's a mental coach. He did, I don't know. You know, it's cool. funny. I I was talking to him like uh, last year at Sea Otter, and he told me about the mental coach thing, and it kind of blew my mind. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like I've heard top riders having mental coaches and stuff, but then when yeah. he started breaking it down, what the guy, I've always thought it was kind of mm, okay. Yeah, I get it, but when he started breaking it down, I was like, "Man, like." fuck, I just need this guy to get me through this podcast. Like, like, like <laughs> get, get me in the game here, coach. Like, what's up? You know, I need this guy to deal with Austin on a regular basis. Dude, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, we could talk. I, I just bugged this shit out of Spencer. I'm like, I'm just that guy for sure. No, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared to ask the hard hitting question, Spencer. What time are we riding? Because you yeah. said it was noon and you weren't <laughs> there. I know I got issues. I, yeah. I'm I'm working on them. That's why I need the coach, man. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. No, that was uh, I was rad. I was stoked to be. We got some time with him, and then we broke down some deeper stuff. I I think even James on that like that. I didn't know national champs of other mm-hmm. sports. You know, it wasn't like someone being like, "Hey, I was a national champ XC guy. Now I'm gonna race some enduro." It was like, no, I uh, I raced. I did. I played basketball, and I was national champs. So. Dude, and he barely touched on it, but his track and field stuff, if you go back and research like his accolades, yeah. it's mind bottling. Like he that got dude a scholarship is scholarship for it. So yeah. Yeah, right. I think his poster's still up on the wall at the university of him, what? like pole vaulting or something like that. Yeah, like the guy is just absolutely phenomenal for sure. And he's just so humble about it all, which which is dope, which is I- sick, but yeah. How long? I mean, I've known him maybe probably uh, five years now, and he—I've never knew this stuff. How long? Yeah. I mean, same for you, or yeah, yeah, and yeah. He never talks about it, which is dope, which is sick. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's a uh, little culty babes no, waiting, he, or are he, we he have we try- lost him again? He said he's trying to download the app. So oh wow! Oh, is he doing it. this on his phone? I had is... sent it to him last night, the actual link and everything. Hey, man, that's that's well, it's Colton no, too. No, no Colton. shade to Colton, but yeah, this is the no difference between well, Braden Bringers and yeah, Colton Peterson. Colton. I mean, dude, absolutely. Braden does his homework. <laughs> we were having it. We were having it. Uh, me and Spencer were having a little bit of a talk before, like getting people to prep for when we bring them on the podcast, and it was like, like talking to him into it like how are you going to get someone to come in and prep before and then sit around for a few hours and then come on our podcast which is totally understandable right like we we want that from you and Braden, yeah. i sent him that text i was like ah maybe he won't i don't know he literally boom all right let's do it i want to get on here right now and he spent yeah 30 minutes with me trying to get it all solved yeah, and awesome. figured out and i it does show that guy gives 110 percent 
everything he does. I feel like, mm -hmm. man, like, can he, I want to hire him to film of my wedding, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. well, maybe I kind of, we should ask him for some of those videos. Like that, what are, uh -oh. what are they? Like, I want to see how good they are. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. I'm sure they're great. Yeah. I, I, oh man, I don't need him well, to get into my job, you know? Well, yeah, I know. That's the problem. <laughs> Me and you um, are done, James. You're, you're out, uh, you yeah, guys are out sure. of the job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a funny thing to tell you boys about in a little bit. Uh, oh, but yeah, while we're waiting on Colton, so just to give the listeners a little background, Colton Peterson, um, enduro racer. Last year, he... Well, I don't want to talk too much about it, but definitely you'll have seen him around in a different couple of different avenues and i think something that i really enjoy about him is his not don't give a don't give a fuck attitude that's not the right way to put it but he's his own breed he's gonna do what he wants he's he I, how would you describe him austin you've been around him <laughs> tall uh mm -hmm. dark and handsome no i'm kidding uh no <laughs> it, it's pretty uh it's interesting because like I will say he's probably doesn't have the best looking in photography down the trail, but he'll light the trail up and win and set the fastest oh, time. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of interesting because then when you meet him outside of it, he has a very great to talk to and charismatic about stuff. So his personality, like, his personality is the same way he rides wide open. He's We had a great <laughs> after party with him at the BME after he won the championships, you know, popping bottles uh so yeah like that guy <laughs> i like him. i like him. one champion to the next yeah one champion to the next i don't know i mean i've partied with a a lot no, of no, champions just, but yeah he was, he was saying, a good time a good time oh Raiden, yeah champion right man on. that's we see that like cast <laughs> I, I kind of man crankworks this year might be a little i mean that guy might be a sleeper he might be yeah for sure yeah I mean, yeah i wanted to kind of ask him. i was like dang i, I was bummed that i didn't get to ask him like why don't you do pump track too because i feel like with that style and the way he is like pump track could work for him maybe because the cranks don't spin and he doesn't get the data he needs to succeed in it but <laughs> yeah. you know like he, he yeah. probably could but maybe maybe it's too close to his past yeah i don't know oh, that is kind of true shit i didn't even and think of it that way. actually that's another thing to even talk about is because obviously him being a sram rock shucks rider he's using like all of the technology that SRAM has on their drivetrain, their cranks, um, everything. And that's that's an athlete like the um oh man, I just pulled a blank on it, which is the worst. Uh, but the flight attendant and all yeah. of that stuff, like it's there's so much stuff that people will call like gimmicky and stuff, but when you really look oh, at a he, rider like him, yeah, he uses all that data, right? And that and so it's kind of like um it, is that technology is it gimmicky or is it for riders of that caliber you know because the average day joe i'm sure you know what like i bet there's some engineers and stuff out there as far as like just regular humans that ride their bikes on the weekends and that kind of thing that really delve into that stuff have you guys ever messed with i'm pretty cousin I, I chase suspension, even though it's a horrible example, because last time I rode with Spencer, I threw too much air in and fucking ate in my life like an idiot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I personally, I don't, you know, like that data does help me. I, I can help with understanding suspension, but the when you go into the, the watts and I, I mean, I fuck, you know. This is, this is the same deal. I guess Austin and I need to stop hanging out so we can have these conversations for the first time on the pod but we had the, the same yeah same conversation on a ride i 
am the opposite. I could care less. I mean, sure, maybe I should care more because it'd probably make me ride better and and faster or whatever. But I I don't use a tire pressure gauge. I just pump it up to around thirty and run it. And, you and Jamesy. And, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> suspension. To be totally honest, I've been running I've been running DVO suspension for the last little bit, and they set it up in their shop. Haven't touched it. Don't even know what PSI I'm running or anything like that. Like oh, no. I like, I want my grips the way I like my grips and my seat height. I don't, I, other than that, I don't really change anything. My bikes are pretty much bone stock, the stock stem, the stock handlebars. I cut them into 760 because that's what I run. And that's pretty much it, dude. Uh, yeah. I can't ride with this fucking guy. Like seriously, I'll go out there. I'm all trying to set my shit up and. You know, and he's just fucking on like, no, dude, I just ride it. And I'm like, what? Why? Like, how? Yeah. and then you do it so good. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, just retire me. I'm just done. It's it's yeah. Like, like I said, with with Braden giving the thousand dollar bikes or whatever to the kids, it's it's no offense, no shade intentionally being uh, thrown here. But it's the rider more than it is the bike. It uh, is. Spencer yeah, no, that. for sure. You and Spencer probably, but yeah, not me. No, me. I need the S Works top S <laughs> bike, and or I'm gonna fucking do good. Yeah, like I exactly. suck at this. You no, it's it's the truth. To. Oh, for sure, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's landing on me. Yeah, I'm, uh, if it's not top level, I can't ride it. Nah. Yeah. I, I notice the difference. It's in my head for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure. One one click, and I'm like, that's that's between me and a KOM. You know. Yep. How many <laughs> on, a tra- on a trail with only three people that have rode it? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. where I'm getting the KOM. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I don't have many KOMs, but I have them in unique places. Yeah, so I'm sure. Yeah, that's right, Spencer. I'm not going to take you on those sure. trails, so I'm I can go, keep I'm those go KOMs. Look them up and go. <laughs> it's so fucked up. You're dick. <laughs> I only have like three or four. Well, yeah, I actually have one at Las Be- Las Vegas Motor Speedway around the thing on an e-bike. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a regular bike segment uh it was and then it was an e-bike segment but they were doing it in cars and then uh yeah so like i'm up against like i don't even know who's a top nascar guy but like robbie gordon (laughs) or something right yeah and uh i'm ahead now because all those guys some someone someone reported them i don't know why have Um, you speaking of that have you seen like justin barsha and stuff does his supercross races on on strava does he put them up as bike rides? Yeah, really. Yeah, a couple of guys do that, like with their Polar Watch or whatever they have running. They just upload their Supercross races to Strava. I don't know if they're tracking heart rate or what they're doing, but they must be tracking their data. I mean, I will. Uh, that goes back, to, I think, to the conversation: talent over mental training type of thing, right? Like some of these riders are super big about the data, and then I hear talks about like. Well, sometimes you get too deep in the data and, and it puts you in a different area, right? But yeah. um yeah, like to see that Braden just talking about how much data he's ingesting and putting that to, to work, like yeah, yeah. I don't I would but like I think to interview comes... someone else about that, right? Like a top level athlete talking do or they a do coach or a trainer or something. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what do you see, Spencer? Have you seen much chase on the data, you know, like when when you're around? um for me personally or for... well i know you don't do any data tracking but i, I, I I'm mean saying... i used to i, I used to <laughs> but i mean you rode with a lot of these sagan and them or anything were they like oh shit like heart rate's too low it's like i step it up or i i don't know you know 
Um, I mean, yeah, I've been around some world tour guys and ridden with some world tour guys that that they it's have their day, they have their days for data, and then they have their days where there's no data and they're just riding and okay, they're enjoying it. I I I mean, like the guy that kind of pushed me into enduro racing, Cameron Worf. Um, he's yeah, he rides for Ineos um on the world tour and insane talent, and he would do like. I'd be like, Hey, we're doing this group ride on a Sunday. And he would ride from 50 miles before that, do his workout, <laughs> then ride, turn all the data collection off, power meter off, just ride and then ride 50 miles home, do a three hour group ride and then do a 50 mile ride home. And he'd be, he'd do like an eight hour day all the time. So it's like kind of both, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think at the top level, you gotta have, you gotta be paying attention to there's some data, data, right? Yeah, because more than anything, like you're tracking your recovery. It's, it's basically what the EPO is doing and PEDs and stuff. Like it's just allowing you to recover quickly. So if you're, let's just say, if you know you got a good amount of sleep and your body is recovered, then you can perform to your maximum. But if you're not, if you're not sleeping well or something, and your power's down, you kind of look and know why you're performing that way so yeah anyways i mean anyways. I, I was i always well how does that relate to in Braden's thing but even though he did say he was getting an e-bike to kind of bridge that gap or something like that but yeah like does that because do you need to recover that much from slalom days i don't know oh do you yeah I, yeah i would i, I really? mean like i'm not an athlete but i would i would see himself as sure just with regards to the amount of intensity that they're putting out over that like 35 seconds or whatever it may be. And then on top of that, they're climbing back up. So for a race day, right? Like, let's say you make it through to finals. How many runs is that that you've done? Plus your practice, you're hiking back up between all the things like slalom is no bloody joke when it comes to the cardio side of things for sure. And the toll it takes like Spencer, you can definitely talk better to it than I can, but. Yeah, and just just to be able to put out maximum effort, uh, let's just say Braden can put out, or whoever racer A can put out fifteen hundred watts. If you're not fully rested and fully recovered in a in a sprint, you're not going to be able to do that multiple times. Um, I mean, if you just go out and throw down your hardest sprint and then try to do it again two minutes later, it's it's you're going to be fatigued. So um, it's not as easy to hit those hit those numbers so so what do you what do you do when you raced them like were you methodical in it like yeah i'm only gonna do this one hard and that one not hard or um well no that's that's racing you got to do everything as hard as you can but but preparation is is the key behind it you know as long as you're trained and you're prepared to do this and your body's used to putting out max efforts um yeah you just need to train to do this to do this consistency just consistently just like you would on a cross-country race or something if your body's used to it and and uh is aware of what it's gonna do then uh yeah that's that okay so I, like when you race slalom i i when i asked that like because you when you race xc and you race uh downhill like you're you're warming up before did yeah. you warm up before when you did slalom or was For it sure. just oh yeah okay 100 yeah okay i just feel like i've never seen those guys warm up <laughs> Like I've, I don't know. I've hung out with uh, Bubba a few times, and I don't really see him warm up. He just goes and does it. Maybe there's. Oh, he's got his practice runs and all that as well. Though. Well, yeah, yeah. Bubba, yeah. Bubba's also but... also a bit of a freak too. He runs like forty psi. He, I mean, 
He's he's built differently. He's uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's who we need to have on next. Just yeah. talk about this. Well, yeah, yeah, let's do it. it'd be dope. Is, is it a level of like uh, he? Would we say he's more? It's interesting. I like to rate riders like they're more talent or they're just dedicated, right? Like above it's his, above his talent. Talent. Sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't even know if he rides that much. He digs and rides a little bit, and I mean, we'll we'll ask him. We'll get to know him yeah. better. Yeah. On yeah. another topic, I just got a FaceTime from Colton Peterson. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. So, so I don't, this sounds like Colton, yeah. but well, I guess maybe maybe we uh, we clean this one up and we're we're closing it out. You know, sounds like Colton can't figure out uh, an iPhone. So yeah, yeah exactly. sounds we'll, about we'll, right. We'll get him on next time and we'll do a little practice with him and uh, we yeah, have yeah, and we can up. give him the time that yeah, he we wants. Give him more time. Yeah. 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 That's fine. That's that works yeah. for me. You guys uh, down we, for that? Yeah, have, sounds we, good. We have a couple other topics though that we yeah. could that we could discuss, but uh, we can yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, look, I would love to dig into the Derek Teal thing, like, uh, and I don't know, James, you probably not fully know who this guy is, and I don't really know him. I've just seen him on Instagram, dialed health, but Spencer, you you know him, right? So he got hit by a car out in Snorley, like the. They said 65 miles an hour, like he was rolling through a stop sign. Not rolling, he stopped and went through a stop sign, and the guy just blasted him. Uh, totally fucked up. It was it's crazy that he lived, and then someone found him. I read the story. I don't know how many of you have all read the story, but uh, they found the dude that hit him. Like, the dude ran from the scene, didn't stop. Uh, it was a hit and run. So, I don't know. Well, I, it feels but- good to know that they found the guy, right? From my understanding, and I could be totally wrong, and this is we should have Derek on, have him have him talking. I'm sure he would love yeah. to. He does his own podcast, and he's a great, great guy, great human. But from my understanding, the car lost his mirror, and he came back to find the mirror. And some house, some house uh, on the corner of the street or something, his ring camera picked this guy up. So that's how they know what color the car is, and I think that they could. They found the license plate or something. That's how they got him? Yeah. Supposedly, wow. Supposedly. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I read the statement from the CHP, and they were like, pretty strong. It made me feel good. Like I was like, oh, maybe I'll start road riding around here. You know, <laughs> like They were like, look, you fucking do shit like this, you hit and run, we will fucking catch you, basically. That's what the CHP said. And I was yeah. like, all right, I like that. Because I yeah. feel like everyone just hates roadies. when I hate riding road. Just it scares the shit out of me. People don't give a fuck about you out there. Yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate. And I, I, it sucks to see that this happened to Derek and, and I mean, he's a warrior and man, I'm, I'm very happy that he's going to be able to make a full recovery and stuff, but, but it's, it sucks that cars do this and then run like this. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's gnarly and, and having cars get that close to you, it's, it's, terrifying um i've gotten hit by mirrors and stuff and i kind of ha- got hit by a car once kind of but i like rode away from it um and it's the most terrifying thing ever and it's and it's unfortunate i i want to like just put people i'm like hey i want to take you put you on a on the side of a road and go 60 miles an hour right past you without you looking and just just so you can experience yeah. what that feels like because it's it's crazy and and it should be required before you get a driver's license. Almost like you've got to ride a bike for yeah. X amount of time or just, you know, it's. Yeah. Oh, we can just get into how easy uh, it is to get a driver's license in this country as it is. And that's a whole nother conversation because it's a fucking joke how easy it is to yeah. get. Oh, the amount of bad drivers. I've been out on photo, road photo shoots 
where cars have like swerved to try and like scare the rider and be all like, oh, look, why? we're on the road. I know. Yeah, exactly. Why? why? And yeah. Um, I've ripped mirrors off of cars. Like a special place in hell for fucking people that did what they did to like Derek Teal and do that shit when you're road riding. Like I have no mercy for someone like that. I have no problem pulling up at the stoplight and just fucking losing it on them because it's like, what the fuck dude? I'm out. Why? And I, and I understand that it can be a bummer and frustrating when there's like a group of roadies that, that are taking up the whole lane and, and, and not kind of staying on the side of the road. Like I, I, I can sympathize. I, I think it's, it's within our best interest to try to see both sides. And I understand, especially if you need to get somewhere, but at the end of the day, five seconds of slowing down and rolling over is, is, is not that big of a deal. And, and yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, it's crazy, man. It yeah. really is. I will say like the new uh, sprinter van that I got, it has like all those lane detections and shit and it pushes you back into it. Yeah. What's annoying is, is, is I had to buy some like Russian hack to get it to, to stay off. But mine, even if I turn it off, it turns back on every time you start the van up again, mm-hmm. which is, and I never really thought about it too much. And it wasn't until we went to sea otter and uh, Bryn Atkinson was telling me he was driving and he's like, dude, I almost mowed down a pack of roadies because when you went, went to go in the lane, if you don't click the, yeah. you know oh the indicator or the yeah, blinker it'll just yeah. rip you back and he was like so scared and i was like i instantly went run i went and down i went and bought one that day because it's i i don't want to be that guy and how much of those like navigation systems need to maybe talk to a fucking roadie i don't know or a cyclist yeah. about that you know the engineers but, yeah yeah so and two when i'm riding road i i Sometimes, a lot of times, actually, I will ride more in the middle of the road than on than closer to the shoulder because it forces people to slow down and maybe yeah. it puts me more at risk. And maybe that's what Derek was doing and got hit. And I, I don't know, but for whatever reason, I feel like when I'm riding in the middle of the road, cars feel like I'm in the way and they can't squeeze by as easily. If I'm if I'm right there on the on the edge of the lane or whatever, and there's no shoulder, I feel like people because the driver's six feet away from you or whatever, the, the, the width between where they are sitting in their car, the passenger seat, the center console, and then the outside of the car, however, yeah, they don't notice is, it. It's, it's harder to tell how far you are away from things. And yeah, it's gnarly, man. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll reach out to Derek and see if he wants to be on, while but I would agree with you riding stuff. more towards the middle. I have, I have people that I have on my Facebook that don't give a shit about, cycling and they don't, yeah. don't even know about it and have posted things like if you're that person that hits the middle i'll fucking kill you style shit like and you're just mm-hmm. like well, wh- why do you even live in a life that you yeah. feel that way like that you have to inflict pain on me because i'm taking up the i'm doing the law i don't even know right yeah. oh yeah it's just yeah. shithead humans fuck yeah. them all that's right you know what but we'll just anyway. introduce them to you you know <laughs> yeah party time yeah um, um yeah i mean uh, i think that was kind of that was my dive in on that topic and i'm just stoked that they fucking got the guy like or yeah guy, girl, no good whoever it was like and prosecute that fucker all the way like oh yeah let them rot in hell yeah i'm with you yeah um another thing i kind of wanted to talk about and spencer and i were digging into it is just a uh, local trails and building and like uh i don't know it, this kind of came up just because i seen a post on instagram about a trail community or trail system that had 
went and they said they did backbreaking work getting rid of what mountain bikers built and um and that it affected the trail like i totally get like if there's some dangerous shit or this or that but the topic kind of came up and is is that like why is it that and i i'm sure some other people feel this way but uh i feel like i've never seen a hiker come and work on a fucking trail it's always a mountain oh. biker. I mean, this is going to be a hot topic, but like, it's always a mountain biker that is out there working on trails. Like I never see a hiker ever like, Oh shit. Hey man, let me help. You know? Um, but yet they seem to act like they could dictate the shit out of it. Like what? I don't know. What are you guys' feelings on that? Oh man. Where <laughs> I grew up in England and I've always got the stories. We used to just try and like, there was physical fights between hikers and mountain bikers like all the time and in england we call them ramblers and like a it's a it's a gaggle it's a herd of people just with their fucking walking sticks or whatever getting in the way and stuff and it's like a really i'm a i'm a mossity or whatever like i try very hard in the u.s when i'm riding bikes i'm like super duper friendly with everybody because we're riding bikes we're not curing cancer right like yeah. we're just having fun out there and i think that um that's definitely something i i don't know i uh, i i don't have anything positive to say about hikers but well, yeah. yeah yeah i just I, I mean but we're all kind of in the same page like i've never seen no fucking hiker out there just like oh let me just forge <laughs> this new path of a trail you know so, yeah i'm sure they're out there and they have the organization <laughs> yeah, where? if it keeps where? Steep, i don't know where and they seem really? to be the only ones complaining yeah, yeah like i don't know it just uh well, it's old fuck, yeah it gets, no it gets... <laughs> but yeah look uh looks like colton has figured oh out thank god i guarantee you there's nobody listening this long through all that fucking oh, shit man. by the way no he we just... actually did have some people on i'm amazed he just texted yeah. me saying put me in coach let's go all right so, oh god here, here he goes uh, i'm gonna add him right now what a shit <laughs> yeah show. we get crack open holy moly holy crap colton Colton, you need to relax a little bit bit. dude wait now my headphones aren't even working yeah you gotta you gotta make for sure you select oh oh, there we go go. like yeah yeah you could select you could select the the headphone where just look at that that face face of of puzzle puzzle. well you know well you know also part of the problem is is, is, uh, is, uh, you have another window window open open with the riverside okay i'll delete it oh got it i'm (laughs) deleting everything i have like 20 things open now we don't have an echo let's go colty he's what's up let's go how are you Uh i'm doing good Two minutes oh later. my goodness! I'm doing good, dude. It's been stressful, man. Yeah, I know. God seriously, damn. what happened, man? To get what? You on for thirty minutes, uh, dude. It kept bringing me to the Safari every time I clicked on the the uh, the link, and it said like you got to use Chrome. I don't know, so I got it to work though. Hanging with you is like going to the safari, man. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I love that he What's still going has on? Like, the internal microphone turned on instead of the AirPods microphone. Yeah. I love Wait, it. I, I can Whatever. hear. I can hear. In the yeah, microphone. you're golden. Know, you can Let's just freeze it, past but... it. Let's yeah. just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> we love Colin, how's your, how's your winter going? How's your training oh, it's going? It's going great. It's going great. I've been having a lot of fun. And Staying we're... healthy. Okay. We got where... it. And so where are you? I'm in Auburn, California. 
Okay. You live yeah, tested now. some suspension. Yeah, I live specialized or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually haven't yet. I just got my suspension not too long ago, so. Well, but wow, I will you kind of just you spoiled the deal. Look at your hat right now, like. Geez. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh All yeah, right, check what? this out. Specialized <laughs> and the new Colty P merch. Oh, what sick. all gas no ass <laughs> we went from like the most humble guy in the first interview to the most shameless plug guy here right we were, all we right were you talking, guys we were talking to Braden bringhurst before you just now and we we're talking about how humble and quiet and 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 reserved he is and then we got you repping a all gas no ass t-shirt <laughs> i love oh, that wow. that's what we're here for uh, oh, that's funny. All right, you guys, this is Colton Peterson. We didn't really properly introduce him, but uh, up, look, uh, 2023 BME champion, enduro racer, 22 too, as well, or no? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Back to back. All right. Yeah. Wow. What a dog. Yeah. And that yeah. was <laughs> that was for Ibis at that time, correct? Yeah, both, both on the Ibis. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, new yeah. announcement now. What? Uh, you want to tell us? What's up? Yeah, I signed with Specialized this year, so one so, year, one year deal. Right back into it, though. What what happened with Ibis, and now what? How did the Specialized thing come about? Um, like last when was it in August? Like end of the year last year. Um, Tom, that owner or one of the owners of Ibis, um, we had like a big meeting at the last World Cup, and kind of just said like, "Hey, um, we're not going to be doing." Uh, like the team no longer like next year because of like budget and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, it kind of just went downhill for me after that. I was like, shit, like I don't even know what I'm going to do. Um, but, but yeah. And then I <clears throat> started talking to Curtis a little bit in the off season and then um, we worked, we worked some stuff out. And, Curtis, Curtis, who, and who are you talking Curtis Keen. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. We weren't um, sure who you're talking about. And, uh, and we worked some things out with specialized and that's, that's what I'm doing this year. And now we're teammates. Let's go. And now we're teammates. Well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, what, what was, I mean, not to pry too deep into it, but I mean, it was more than frame deals. I mean, is it full head to toe? What are we looking at? Yeah, yeah. Full, full specialized, like everything, uh, gear, uh, bike, helmet, shoes, uh, tires, literally everything. everything. Um, wow. And there's, I think, it's more of like a program. It's not like a team. Okay. Because last okay, year, like, describe, now yeah, describe yeah, that. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> That's actually complicated because I don't really know what it means. But, <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. That's what I was figuring. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's six of us. I think I could talk about everyone. Yeah, there's six of us. Uh, it's me, Jake Keller, Porsche, Max Sedlak, JP, Jake Green, um, and Cody. Okay. Right and on. Jake, Jake Green is new this year, too? Yep. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Pick up some new guys. And then, so what's it going to look like when we see you at a, uh, an event, you know? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, like well, I mean, last time you were under tent. a Max's tent. What are we seeing now? You just, didn't yeah. a... I'll be, I'll be under the specialized tent now, baby. Okay. All right. So, right so, on. Yeah. I think, I think I can help you here, Colton, <laughs> by you telling us it's a program, not so much a team. These guys, these guys are all going to kind of be doing their own their own deal per se. It's not like they're traveling to the same races. Correct me if I'm wrong doing the same. Right. I mean, they're going to go to most of the same races and stuff and be, be everywhere together, but it's not like in the years past that specialized team was like living together. Like, yeah, it's not, together. it's yeah. It's like, um, everyone's kind of like what you were saying, Spencer, it's everyone's kind of on their own kind of schedule. So like 
me and me and Jay, we me and Jay Keller lived together. I don't know if you guys knew that, but um, I didn't know that we're um, we're kind of gonna do like the same the same schedule me and him because it works out easier for us because we're just gonna drive together. And so, I mean, if I don't know, Porsche wants to go race something else, like she's gonna go race something else, and we're gonna go to a different race. It's kind of works like that this year. What uh, what what are they looking for from you this year? Like, uh, what what is I mean, win the BME championship again, or or you're hopping over some EDRs again? Like, what's what's up? No, no EDRs this year. Uh, basically, talked to Curtis Keen um, at the beginning of the year, and and I like I asked him about like the factory team because I wanted to still race World Cup stuff, and then um, and also the, the domestic side of things, and basically just said like. For the EDR stuff, you pretty much have to be winning that kind of stuff to even to like market the bike right. You know what I mean? Like no yeah. one's going to go to an EDR and get 11th, which is sick or whatever, and be like, oh, I want to buy that bike because you got 11th. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's either it's all or nothing yeah. over there. And that's mm -hmm. how he kind of explained it. And so I, which I understand. I mean, I want to go race EDR stuff, which is sick. But like if I can go out and and win another BME or, or, uh, just like win domestically. Be um, I think it looks great. It, it works. Yeah. It works good for the company and me and, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, go ahead, James, you had one. Oh no, I was just going to ask. So what does your race season look like this year? What are you going to be concentrating on? What are the highlights? Basically just, uh, BME stuff. Um, that's like the main focus. And then a little bit of the Rev Enduros, um, TDS, Sea Otter, we might go to Crankworks, um, and that's pretty much it. What about North America? I mean, America? it's kind of a lot. It's pretty big, pretty big schedule. Yeah, no, that's a huge schedule. And then North yeah. America and Duro Cup, are you going to make it up for the? We're still kind of on the fence on that. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Yeah. What? Uh, man, now I just blinked on that. But uh, what? What do you feel about the bike now? Like you had some time on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It, okay. Dude, okay. it's running sick. I've been, I've getting along with it really well, to be honest with you. Like it's all new setup for me. Well, not all new. I'm still on Fox. Um, but it's a new bike, obviously. It rides differently and I've been getting along or new tires too. Um, but I've been getting along with everything really well, which is I'm super stoked with like I've already put it to the clock. Well, kind of to my own clock, but um it's been really well. Because well, like uh, that that Ibis bike or go ahead, sorry. What bike are you feeling the friskiest with? <laughs> Dude, the Stump Jumper Evo. Oh, this guy, yes, I'm an Enduro guy. I'm nah. with you. Dude, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That is that is the bike I'm going to race all year. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Really? The Evo? Yeah, 100%. I have, I mean, I'll ride the Enduro and stuff, but I, I Windrock, really? uh, Windrock and all that, I'm, I'm going to go the Stump Jumper Evo. I feel comfortable on it right now, but we're going to do, uh, so this, it works out really well. I live here in Auburn and the testing, um, or like the testing area or like, uh, uh, the, like all well, the guys that test the new product and stuff live right here. Okay. So, uh, we're going to do some testing with some, some kind of new things or whatever, maybe with the, with the stump jumper Evo with like, maybe like a different rear end for me because I am a little bit taller. Um, but I am on an S4 right now, so it's a smaller what? bike. So not an S5 yeah. guy. I feel like how tall no. you are. What? Yeah, I know. But I've been getting along with the S4 a lot, and so. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do some testing here soon um, with like suspension stuff and and a little bit of different rear end. So you're kind of still on the basics of it right now. You're just out of the box, yeah, right? Dude, almost. Yeah, I'm out of the box right now. With uh, I just dude, it's been 
it's been a little crazy with like getting stuff because I, I mean, I'm sure everyone is, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, just, um, 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 got like the main, <laughs> you're just riding stuff bikes, right now, but you know? yeah, 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 that's <laughs> it. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, did, okay. So did you kind of help with the development of that last Ibis bike though, too, or no, or like um, no, not in the really. commercial though. Right. But yeah, yeah. we, yeah. um, when was it December of 2020, uh, Rick, what was it? 2022 or whatever. Um, we went out in December, which was like six or seven months before it came out. And we did like a little bit of like riding on it and see what we wanted to like do with it or not like do with it, but like see how we felt with it. Um, and it went really well. And then that's kind of like, and then we got the bikes and then raced it and was yeah. stoked with it. Yeah. But I mean, not, not, not help with development or anything. Yeah. So you get you and uh, Keller just roping it in together in some Ford F one fifty pickup and uh, going to all the races, huh? And vlogging. Heck yeah! And vlogging. We're probably gonna vlogging? Ra- we're probably yeah. If you guys go look at my uh, my, I've been posting up my YouTube a lot. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been promoting that though because I have my specialized bike in it and I only get like twenty three views. But once <laughs> I like get everything out, um, I'll be posting more. Well, when is like the official video release? Stuff, I'm things I'm ish. I'm hoping it's soon um I've done the video and everything I'm honestly I don't even know what I'm waiting or what they're waiting on uh this, just this, for specialized this podcast so, is coming out next week so you yeah so it's it'll, it'll or is it this it'll week? be out. <laughs> out this week it's coming it's coming out this week actually oh, I, yeah I so hope, we might I beat hope. you to it oh gosh <laughs> that probably wouldn't go very well but um <laughs> tomorrow if it comes out we screwed or what Nah, nah. I mean, dude, everyone, <laughs> dude. everyone, everyone knows already. I've been, I've been it's posting the worst kept so much. Kind of, yeah. yeah, dude. There's like, I have in my reels. I have a specialized hat on. You guys <laughs> no way. Even, hey, really? You guys that probably haven't even picked that up. I haven't picked it up. I haven't picked. I it just up. don't want your reels. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're following. Oh, come on, you, you need to pick up some more followers on Instagram, dude. What are we doing? Dude, I, I was just thinking about this the other day. I think I'm like the only one. I'm probably the one that has the least amount of followers during the, the entire the BMB guy. circuit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the least amount. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You win it two yeah. championships in a row. This guy can't fucking break 3,000. Dude, anymore. I don't. My, we were just talking dude, about it yesterday. <laughs> I don't I have even, more followers. <laughs> I don't even have a reel that's blown up before. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what does it really even matter? You're winning races and that's really, and you're enjoying it. You're getting. Exactly. Okay. Oh, I'm, he's having fun. I'm not going to lie. I, the last two years I was like trying so hard for like my Instagram to blow up. I'm like, oh, dude, we were talking about it yesterday. It's funny. And, um, and I was like, dude, I got to post like this banger reel. And I would like think it was a banger reel and I would get like, 180 likes and a thousand views i'm like oh, that's, great yeah. that's how it goes that's how yeah. it goes Believe welcome me. to the life huh? yeah every day yeah, yeah. well but, shit should yeah. we um we need to have you back to do a full-on we do need big old deeper. podcast oh, am i done already oh yeah we're, we're getting <laughs> well, rid of you yeah we're coming yeah. back well, we want to do a full one with you when you get your audio right and everything wait why right? am i getting cut off already i cut my ride <laughs> short i'm in my gear still <laughs> And right. I come home and then I just get shut down 15 minutes in. Yeah, well, we deep. heard you couldn't even figure out the, you know, your FaceTiming. You couldn't figure out the app. It was rough. No, we well, to, I got to figure it out now. We had to burn yeah. 30 minutes. What do you guys yeah, got to go on a date or something? Minutes. Why are you guys, I mean, yeah, why are you guys we're, done? 
Well, we could dig into this more. Yeah, oh, what? I'm just, I'm just I mean, let's we're, we're let's uh, with you, bro. yeah, we don't want to push oh, it too shit. much. Let's try shit, let's get, out I get of another here. beer real quick. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, all right, shit. All right, let's continue it then. <laughs> no, look, uh, what's what what's your what's your feelings for this year on that bike? I mean, look, you let's just be real for a second. You did race a whole different tire, a whole yeah. different style of thinking of a bike geometry, and yeah. now you're on not even having really like your own team there. Now it's like, you're kind of doing your own thing. How do you feel for this year? Like what's, what's, what are you predicting? What do you feel right now? Dude, I'm on, I'm honestly more stoked than I've been to be honest with you. I've, I'm super happy with my bike setup right now where I've gotten it to be. Um, it's taken a lot of time and effort. Obviously it takes a lot of time to do this, but, um, but yeah, I just been putting a lot of working on the bike really not like necessarily like, um, hard effort and stuff, but just r- quality bike time, just five, four or five hours on the bike, like big, big, heavy weeks on the bike, just trying to get used to everything. Like you said, tires, bike. So, um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to go race. I'm actually going, I think I'm going to break it, do a break in race here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see how it goes. Where are we going? Yeah. What, what are we hearing? Windrock. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. You driving or flying? We're flying. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, it's a good one. Have you been to Windrock before or no? Once, like three years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, with your current setup for this year, how does it look as far as like there's gonna be a pit setup at these races for you? Are you gonna have a mechanic? Who's your mechanic? Because we hope to God you're not wrenching on your own bike. <laughs> Is he bad? Dog. I'm so good at wrenching on my bike. What do you mean? What? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, no, we're uh, tent space. We're gonna have a tent space with all of us there. My brother is gonna be coming to try to come to majority of the races. We'll see what, how that is, but we're gonna have some sort of mechanic at all of the races. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, my brother will be at majority of them working on wrenching on the bike. Well, that's the thing. It's just like last year when you were under the Maxis, or the past couple of years under the Maxis tent, and I was fortunate enough to work as you guys' photographer and get to know you. Uh, and Drew, who was the team manager, he was he was there with all your. He was. It, it takes that away from when you're For racing, sure. right? You don't have to think about it. You come up, your bike's ready to go. You yeah. you concentrate on racing. So that's why I was kind of asking what the setup was going to look like for this year with Specialized. As far as the yeah. mechanic and that kind of stuff, yeah, we're, we're we'll have everything covered, which is nice. We're we're gonna have at least one or two mechanics there. So you have bikes. someone yeah. like last year, yeah. at Sunrise, that drove you to the hospital to check on the knee. We have someone for that, just in case. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> talk about that. What happened? I mean, you almost almost fucking ended it right there, huh? Dude, I don't even know. That race was a blur for me. It was so weird. I don't even. I think it was just because. Um, like going back and forth from Europe and and the BMEs and stuff, there was just so much going on. Like I was f- trying to focus. It's hard to focus on like one, like two major races. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like I go to a BME and I want to do really well. But then literally two days after that, I had to fly to Europe and go race a World Cup. And it's like, how do I, I don't know. My, I think my head was just in the wrong spot, you know? And that's so why your just knee, kinda, got, knee got messed up. I mean, like, well, what? I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. All right. And, All right. <laughs> and, uh, I think, I think my head was just kind of in the wrong spot. Cause I was thinking about wanting to do well in the world cup stuff and 
and then I was like not riding like myself in practice and and thinking about a race that was the weekend after or whatever and like trying to play it safe or whatever I don't know I just it wasn't myself out there and it kind of sucked and then yeah I obviously crashed in practice and hurt my knee pretty bad and I don't even know what it was I I went get I went and got x-rays and it was nothing broken or anything it was just a bad bone bruise I think and and I like couldn't put a lot of pressure on it but I just toughed it out yeah didn't you get fourth still oh yeah I got fifth I think <laughs> for toughing it out it's pretty good yeah pretty yeah, good so what bad. what type but of quarter zone shot what did you get at the hospital I'm confused what's I up? actually didn't get any I, I didn't get anything nothing? I think it was just ibuprofen yeah. you're gonna have to fucking drug test now you get the ligament <laughs> the ligament surgery or something yeah you get something real quick no. yeah and then and then I hopped on a plane literally the day after and went to practice that's crazy <laughs> fuck yeah Dude. wow are you gonna miss like I know that in a perfect world you want to be able to go over to Europe and race that stuff, but with that not being on the table this year, like how much are you going to miss that? I'm going to miss it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoy it a lot going overseas and stuff. But how much do you enjoy it? <laughs> Why? I may have told him some stuff. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, what are you, like you what's going good, on? You sound like you've had some great times over there, you know? That's why we're worried about you, Colton. No, no. I, I mean, I always have a great time wherever I'm at, like, yes. no matter what. Yes, like, if, I've, that is true. if I'm racing here, I'll make the best of it. Like, I'll go golfing, fishing with my friends, doing whatever, you know? I'll make I'll make the best of it for oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Oh, right, I'll go. I mean, I'll go really out to fast, a bar right? after. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I've seen the after party. All right, all right easy. It. We'll we'll save this. For no, the, the after good, party was stuff. great. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think. What, what do you guys want to save? I'm here on the podcast. Let <laughs> it rip. <laughs> Let it rip. <laughs> well, we want to make sure that when we actually get you for a full period of time, and we haven't been chatting for two and a half hours, that yeah. we get like. We, no, want we want to get the full you, effect. You want the prime. We want. We want the prime. We want the prime. Colton, not halfway geared up. And we you know, and I mean, we want to yeah. we want to give you the prime time because yeah, yeah we've already we've already been recording for two and a half hours so we yeah. just we're just we just want to get you That's see right. what's up see what's going on yeah we wanted to get a little check in we wanted to make for sure we spill the beans on this new ride uh, yeah. before the video comes out and you know just I mean you dropped the good news right now you know you're still racing here in America you got racing in America and baby still racing. <laughs> and where can we pick up that sweet sweet uh dot com. <laughs> is there like five Y's in it though? There's three. C O L T Y Y Y P dot com. What 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 happened? What happened? <laughs> oh god. What so happened? I was talking about media training earlier. Yeah. This is the prime example of where we need oh. it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. What is it? Uh, culty how many Y's? Yeah, three, three Y's. Culty P dot com. I don't have th- this is new. I- this is brand new. I only have one of these shirts. Let me let me go get the other Colty P merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go grab it. What happens when you type in the, without all those Y's? It probably doesn't show up. <laughs> okay. Oh man, look at this oh thing. Oh my god. Look is, it up. Is Spencer we're, putting we're, one on, on right now? Spencer is. <laughs> I gave him a shirt for free because I'm a good friend. Oh uh-huh. <laughs> wow! Shop Isn't that, that's called actually market, no? I think I think budget. he bought. I think he bought me. Lunch. He bought one. Really? Did he, he win? The, who won the bike? Did someone already win the bike. Uh dude, that's a crazy story too. Do you want to hear about that one? Ooh, do you want to save it for the the big podcast? I mean, yeah, we or could, you want to go with this one? It. Why don't we save it? Why don't we? Wow, look at that! He's got the shirt on. 
Look at that. Wow. All of them are made in my room right here. <laughs> Nowhere. You screen printing them yourself? Heck yeah. All, here, you want to? Yeah, I'll show you the lies. setup. This yeah, let's go. Lies. Yeah, let's see the setup. <laughs> oh my gosh, right now. <laughs> Those are all the boxes of teas. And then I got the heat press right here. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. And then these are the, these are all the new designs. These guys. Right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This I'm is here. a children's podcast, you guys. Um, oh yeah. 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 It's pretty clever. Like, what? Do, what do you think when you hear about that? What? Like, what's the first thing that pops in your head? When you hear all gas totally no what I think about. You know. When I well, no. That. Like, what do you think it means? You're a you're a dedicated racer. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. No. Hey. Look I'm, at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Sign this guy up for fucking marketing at Specialized next week. He's I'm, fucking got it. Dude, can you get a better image on your homepage? <laughs> I do. I don't. I don't even. Can you? Can you help me with the website? Because I. I spent yeah. months trying to figure that out. You did not spend months doing this. I do. Wait. Oh my life. There is so months. much about the, this two month thing, or like it took me two months to figure out all this Shopify crap. I okay, like. Yes. Yeah. Dude, it was such a pain in the butt. I'm pretty sure I lost money on the shipping thing. I put a default shipping uh, price, and so everyone was paying the same shipping. Jamesy, you got the thumbs up. <laughs> oh, did I? I I'm, I'm like, I'm not even watching us anymore. I'm like, on his website. Everyone was paying the same exact shipping price, and I was like, "This is this can't be right." And then I went to go ship it out, and it was like double what they paid. I'm like, "Shit, I gotta yeah. pay the difference, dude." You gotta. Yeah. We gotta figure it out, though. You gotta figure it out. All right. I did. I I'm learning, man. <laughs> it sounds like it. It does. It's your deep in it. <laughs> well, you got, um, you got a photographer. You got a videographer. You got wow. a web designer. All right here that can help you help your uh, your marketing scheme. Yeah, I I'd appreciate any help I can get. <laughs> but I I do. I mean, we had this conversation, Colton. But I do 100% support making like graphic tees like that as opposed to culty triple yp because yeah. like you're now that shirt is like something that i think somebody yeah. would want to wear more than just your name on a shirt like no 100 so percent. i just I'm, i had to think of something quick because so i had only because you had like, two months to come up with a website no 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 i had to get rid of that well i wanted to get rid of that bike before i announced the specialized thing so i could promote it on my instagram and not promote, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to promote an Ibis while I was on Specialized. And so I was like, okay, I got to think of a Colt Speed design real quick and whip that up real quick to put on a t-shirt. And then I sold those t-shirts real quick. And well, thank so you for the so honesty, mind goes, I'm proud of you. Bing, I got a great idea. Let's do three Ys. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm still blown away by the three Ys. What, what is going on? It has to be the same as my Instagram handle, you know? Because and your YouTube. Uh, and my and YouTube, you, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, why would I switch it up now on a t-shirt? Right. yeah hey whoa sorry you know hey, fine, sensitive fine. subject i get it i get it i get it all right but cool. yeah and i gave a bike away for free and you did, you did. Well, it wasn't for free but all right let's save this i think after okay. tennessee national first race can we have you back on and let's dig into this shit what you, yeah we could dig in yeah no like we're digging into the <laughs> shopify life we're digging into the why there's three whys why Dude, this podcast could be like four hours my life is so interesting the last six months crazy. <laughs> that's why i feel like we need to Ugh. do a four hour one with you when we're ready like and i've had a yeah, few beers can and, i get uh, one of those fancy mics so i don't have to sound like a jack wagon we we could well if we'll you would figure just, that if out you would yeah. just turn your mic on because right now you have it to your computer we'll uh we'll do a pre-setup Hold on, i got one for you yeah <laughs> There we go. Wait, Spencer, I'll, I'll I might be coming down to SoCal this weekend. I'll ship 
this weekend? Yeah. Are you doing a warm-up race? No. It's okay. just supposed to be crappy weather here, so I was like, I mean, we might come down there. Oh, okay. I'm going to go race. But uh, sounds great. I'll be kind of right. around. Well, are you coming to Rocky Peak? Because that's like down the street from my house. You can pick up yeah. this mic. You can pick up this yeah. mic for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Colty, we're having you back on after Tennessee National. We'll dig in some deepness. You'll have us some data. Yeah. Hopefully, you're collecting data. I have all, dude. I got all the data on my notes. <laughs> Colton. All right, get the half off of this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being on with us, announcing the team. Back after Tennessee Nationals, we'll be interviewing Colty P, how he does, what's up with the three Ys, and uh, buy his, his merch. Right? And, his, and his David and his Goggins life. training methods and yes, all that. Yes, we all want it all. Yeah. We want it all. Maybe we'll do a pre-scan. So Parties we know in France. What, I want it all, uh, baby. I want it all. I want it all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ride my bike again. I cut my ride short for you guys. Yeah. I'm going to go back out. Yeah, I'm ride trying the bike. to go, go ride the bike. Go ride the bike. Yes. Yes. All right. You go ride, Spence. Yeah, come ride. <laughs> and he's like, I'll stay and do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Seriously, no, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right, Bye. buddy. Later. See, that's what I'm saying. He needs his whole his own one. He does. He was. I wasn't yeah. expecting him to be so loosely open on all of it. You know, I feel like yeah. he came in because he just topped off the trainer, and you know, all that fucking shit. Energy was, and testosterone. It was. He was ready to ripping. go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was good. We got we got a good taste of Colty P. I mean, I don't think a lot of people know about this guy. You know, when you only have two thousand followers. Yep. It's uh, it's yeah. tough to to get that that identity out there, and yeah, uh, exactly. the dude's got one, right? Exactly. He's got a personality. Yeah. All right. Least. After Tennessee National here in a few weeks, we have it back on. We dig into it some more. Yep. Um, sounds good. Cool. I think we've kind of nailed like uh, everything. Is there anything? I mean, we were in the middle of our uh, bikers hating hikers situation, but uh, I think we've. That's I think an ongoing argument for oh, years. It'll never end. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. All right, you guys, I appreciate uh, what anything else? What Spencer's over here and his smiling, no, laughing. He's putting his knee pads on. He's <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go ride I'm right now. Kidding. I'm wearing my Colby t shirt for the ride. <laughs> I, I got gloves fun. right here. No, I, I'm just I, I'm excited. This is fun. Um, yeah. yeah, we got a little sidetracked and a little lost in that at the end of that thing, but that's hey man, that's how she goes. So mm-hmm. that is uh, part of it, right? Yeah, we that, are in this great adventure together. We're just talking, we're just we're just talking and talking shit and hanging with the boys so yeah no great i think Braden was great colty was great in his own in his own ways and uh i'm excited to dig in with him a little a little bit more cool you guys all right i appreciate all your guys' time all right you guys make sure you uh follow us on insider mtb on instagram you can pick up on some hot clips there we got some youtube shorts that have been kicking off jamesy's van is number one right now um you can Obviously. watch all yeah. these podcasts on youtube and spotify listen to it as well on their google music apple music or apple podcast uh is where you can find Are us. we on apple now we're on apple now yeah God. yeah Dialed. And, and if you really want to just insidermtb.com has all the podcasts you can't watch them there but you can listen to them there so um yeah i think that's it you guys thank you for everything and uh thank you for joining for us All right, fuckers, I'm going riding, and then I'm going to go pick up a new bike that is unreleased.